that no look goal he got a couple of weeks ago. He wasn't even looking. It was like hockey. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, and it's been nice to have hockey and, back. Kelsey. And he's got the best haircut in the league. <laughs> oh no! It's if I had hair, he's a, man. He's a, he's a fucking mouth breather. <laughs> he's gonna change your he's gonna change your underwear. <laughs> Mm. I, you know, I might have to put this video up. <laughs> yeah. You know amazing. exactly what I'm talking about. He's got such a bad underbite. He's got such a British face. There's there's a there's one of those contractions in uh German, you know, they have the long fucking words. <clears throat> there's a word that they have, it's called Beckfiefengesicht. On today's Footy Corner, the panel discussed the sacking of Frank Lampard as Roman Abramovich proves he's even ruthless with club legends. Christian Pulisic does his best Drake impersonation as we draw Mount Rushmore of Canadians. Mykon is a legend. Another William has entered the chat, and we ask who would win in a fight between Jurgen Klopp and Sean Dyche, along with the typical comments and predictions. Next. Yeah. And we are back on the footy corner. It's a panel episode today, so it's going to be a good one. Uh, let's start off right here, still in the Windy City. It's a snowy city tonight. Steve, how's everything going over there? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> sports, <laughs> sports, sports, sports are canceled. So I'm canceling all sports. Yesterday was was a rough day for you. Yeah. Um, just do you, say do the you want to elaborate? Or you just want to leave it at that. Uh, well, I mean. I'm a Packers fan and a Liverpool fan, so not that the FA Cup meant everything, but we finally get on the board only to nonce about and get knocked out by United. So yeah. Great times. You're forgetting one more team in there. I hate to do it, but it's because but it's it was against oh, yeah. Brazil. No, I didn't. I mean, I was going to go into it. Well, I, no, I did say the – oh, oh, you're talking <laughs> you're talking the Red Wings. God, yes, I didn't sir. Didn't even get a chance to watch that game because of all the other crap that was being thrown at me sports-wise. So yeah, yeah. it's been a, it's been a rough string of string of weeks here for sports. Well, up until the <laughs> Packers game, but yeah, every every sports team I root for sucks right now. So yeah, I've I've felt you. I think we've all had moments where we've been in that situation. So I promise there is a light at the at the end there. You'll get out of it soon, hopefully. Um, but, you know, you enjoyed this stuff before, so that was good. And then, you know, this will come and then it will pass. So uh, let's go to someone who's enjoying their sports a little more. I'll go next closest geography-wise, and I think that would be north of the border to Jeff. Uh, Jeff, your teams are doing real well. How's everything going there? Happy days. Happy days. T- tell your listeners I'm doing uh, jazz hands. <laughs> he sure is. And this is the happiest I think I've seen Jeff here, especially with how City's been playing lately. Yep. It's nice being right. All these times on the pod. <laughs> oh God! Can you can you show me rolling my eyes right now? <laughs> <laughs> they, they're getting the commentary on. They're getting the commentary. Listening to the pod, I'm sure and they're loving it. We'll go to the West Coast. Elon's letting Nikhil out, so he's here to talk to us. Nikhil, how's everything going over there? Um, things are going okay. It could be could be better sports wise, but um, otherwise not so bad. It's been um been been a bit cold out here the last two days uh, comparatively. So. Um, otherwise, yeah, not not bad. Um, not happy about Jeff being right, but I mean, it is what it is. 
So we'll get into that here in a little bit. That was actually originally going to be what we were going to talk about first. But today there was some interesting news, some crazy news. Frank Lampard, well, not crazy, I guess interesting, we'll say. Frank Lampard fired um, after being with Chelsea for, what, like a year, a little over a year. Uh, Just let me go over his kind of qualifications, his stat line before we kind of digest what happened there. He went uh, 28 wins, 18 losses, and 11 draws in 57 matches. Uh, he did average, I believe, the lowest point total or the second lowest point total in um, Chelsea history. Or sorry, the fourth lowest at 1.67. Uh, and they had the most goals conceded per game under his reign. So that was the the bad part of it. Um, you know, the good part is last year he did a lot with very few uh, players with the with the transfer ban. Just on December 12th, he was in the midst of a 17-match unbeaten run. And if they had won over Everton that day, um, they would have been top of the league. They finished on beating the top of their Champions League group that week. So knowing all these things, the ups and the downs that you're hearing, uh, I'll start with, we'll start with Nikhil. We'll wrap back around. What are your thoughts on this decision? Do you agree with what Chelsea did? Would you have done that? Um, I think if it was any other club other than Chelsea, I would have been a bit surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, but considering it was Chelsea and the history with how they They've treated the managers and how they've they've gone about um, handling things in the last few years. I am not surprised. And honestly, I think Lampard was punching a little over his weight. Um, he may have been overpromoted. Maybe he he like skipped a step before he came to the Premier League. Um, and I know there was, there's always a lot of expectations when you're a club legend, especially someone like Lampard, um, and the amount of money that he was given. Uh, the signings that he had, um, everybody expected this season to be the season that Chelsea would be really exciting to watch. Um, but none of that really happened. And um, it's, it's, I would say it was expected, and I'm not surprised to see him gone. Yeah. I was going to say, Steve, I saw you nodding. I was going to go, Jeff, I saw Steve nodding. What do you, so you agree with Nikhil there? What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I mean, this kind of, this kind of move always pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> if you're, if you're not going to give a manager at least like three to five years to, to get everything going. And I know it like works more for different sports, but like, I don't know, you, you got to give someone time to get used to it. And also like, in my, in my opinion, if you, if you're always under the impression that you're about to lose your job, that's not a, that's not a good, it's not conducive for a good work environment. That's not going to, I mean, that motivates some people, you know, having the ax over their head, but not for long. Right. Like, yep. That's, that's going to give you short-term success. And I don't know. I, I, I think like Nikhil said, it, any other club, it would surprise me, but not Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it, the, it, you know, not not too surprising it's Chelsea, but I did notice a lot of their fans kind of the, the I hate to use this word, but I'm going to use it, the vibe I got uh, from their fans was that they, they actually, some of them were upset because, you know, they remember him as a club legend, um, you know, as a big player for their club. And so they're really, they didn't want to let him go kind of like the other ones had gone. Uh, Jeff, Frank Lampard played for Manchester City at the end of his career. Uh, what were your thoughts on this move uh, for Chelsea? Well, it's Chelsea, so if you don't win, you're going to get fired. So he knew that going in, mm-hmm. and he got he wasn't winning, so he got fired. Yeah, there you go. And like, like he, he, like his resume wasn't conducive to 
running Chelsea. He ran Derby. Mm-hmm. Like, it is what it is. Like, yeah. you're out. It's Chelsea. You're not winning. You're out. It happens to everybody, and you're the, you're the one now. Was he even doing that well at Derby when he was the manager he, there? He kept them up, if I'm not wrong. I, mean, I think he had them in a playoff spot. I think they were, you know, they were up and they were in a playoff. They were close to getting into the Premier League, but they just they just couldn't do it uh, a couple times. And now they're really bad. And now they've gone to another Premier League star to get them get them back up. Former <laughs> Premier League star, I should say. So yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those. It's tough because you sit there and you say you want to go through the process. You you think that you know he's got to learn and, and the team's got to learn with him. And I believe I saw you know one of these big Chelsea guys tweeting that uh, you know originally when he got hired he said he'll have three years no questions because they had no ban. Well, I mean it's Chelsea. You know what to expect out of that. Uh, Thomas Toichel is the uh, expected manager to come in. It's not official official, but I mean it's probably going to happen it's i've been told there are agreements uh from my itks out there i'll <laughs> i'll stick to jeff since we just had you on what are your thoughts on him coming in do you think he'll be able to foster the the right environment to get chelsea rolling in the right direction again no oh, possibly um i see like uh i have warner selected to score uh this week mm-hmm. uh when you take a manager out and there's a, a superstar that's doing terrible they always seem to pick it up a bit. I'm, I, they're going to win the next game and I think uh, Werner's going to get a hat-trick or something. He's just going to go off wild. Um, but I don't know. Who knows? But, I was going to say, I like how you mentioned that because the two guys that are struggling for Chelsea, you look at it, uh, Havertz was expected to do a lot. Werner was ex- expected to do a lot. Uh, they're German. Teuchel coached at uh, BBB Dortmund. So do you think that kind of connection will help Steve? I mean, I was going to say it for a different reason. He used to be Pulisic's manager. Yeah. Like that's, that's true, too. Jeff, Jeff mentioned that he's got Werner as his goal scorer. I've got Pulisic as one of my goal scorers for that reason. Of like, mm-hmm. He already knows the system, and he'll be relied on heavily to, to help implement that in the coming weeks. So, yeah. And, and how long do you think this new manager will uh, – the new manager bounce will work? I mean, with it being Chelsea, do you think this guy will be out in 18 months as well, uh, Nikhil? Um, I would say yes, just because uh, Tuchel, he, he's, he's been a good manager, but I feel like he's had a history of dropping off in uh, consistency. I mean, it happened with him in Dortmund, it happened with him at PSG, and uh, maybe at Dortmund he didn't have the stars or the big players that he did, but at PSG he had a star-seated lineup. Um, but I, I am really interested, I'm really interested to see how he performs with this defense that Chelsea has. Mm-hmm. Especially because he's he fell out with Thiago Silva at uh, at PSG, and then he had a few issues when he was at PSG managing like big ego players. Um, so I'm curious to see how he will do, uh, and especially considering Chelsea's low threshold for patience with managers, I don't know if he's a long term answer for them. He might be he might be somebody they might stick with until the end of the season and then move on. Yeah, I don't see them top four. You know, no, no one thinks he'll be top four this year. Next year, you're saying this year. Okay, yeah. even with an, uh, a major improvement in their play, I don't see them making top four. And that, that's not a knock against them. I, I just see the top four or five teams are just too strong. Yeah, I was gonna say actually the point when you when you guys were mentioning uh, that he he, he kind of you mentioned the PSG stop, and I'm like, you know, the manager that popped in my head. I'm not just saying this because he graces our show at the end. 
you know, Unai Emery had a really successful run with like Sevilla, uh, you know, and then he got that upgrade to PSG and that, that didn't go well. You know, we're seeing, you know, that at PSG, Thomas Toykel didn't go so well at the end. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does kind of compare to Unai Emery and, you know, will they have that original run of success and then, you know, dip again and they won't tolerate that, you know, after, after a short while either. My last question on this topic, before we get to the top four, as you guys are starting to mention is what now, for Frank Lampard, not let whoever wants to take this one take it. Maybe I'll join John Terry at Villa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, I mean, almost like he's kind of he's kind of fucked for a bit, right? Like he's either got to take a step back or take a step back to to be an assistant manager, which I think he could pull, or he's going to drop down to some like second or third tier team that you know no one's ever heard of like someone in the air divisie or you know well that might even be too high for what <laughs> might be in like the second or third division of uh english football like who knows i don't know it, it's it's tough when you have one major coaching job on your uh on your resume and <laughs> you were fired after, after such a short period of time even if it was chelsea Right, especially as a club legend. Uh, Jeff, do you see a City giving him a lifeline as an assistant manager as they did a player back in the day? I don't think so. <laughs> no way? No. <laughs> Anywhere you think he'll go? Uh, he's probably he's pretty busy trying to keep John Terry out of his bedroom when he's not there. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> but honestly, like, why bother coaching? Like, you have all the money in the world. Just go live on an island, do something, maybe do some commentary during a World Cup or something like that, and, like, just have fun. Show up once a year, get, like, play again in, like, the Legends legends events for your for Chelsea and just yeah. get fat, get you fat. Get, you, get invited to, you get invited to wicked parties every week. You yeah. don't even have to – even if you said yes to a quarter of them, you're living the high life. Just relax. What do you want to coach for? <laughs> especially especially per, like professional football i don't know that just seems to me like one of the worst jobs with like i mean most i feel like most managers are in for like at most two years mm-hmm. if, yeah. if you if you guys came in if your manager came in and said to you like all right someone called they want to give you a new job but chances are you're only going to be there for two years like Fuck that. I'm not taking that job. That sounds like shit. I don't care what it is. Because you're going to get fired at some point. Yeah. 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 Like the Arsene Wenger days are over. Like nobody's going to do that anymore. And even if you have a coach that uh, does so well for so long, then they start talking about, oh, well, my next challenge in my life is going to be. And then they move to like Real Madrid or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like I don't expect Pep to be on my team uh, 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the fact he's been around for so long is, is incredible considering how often he changes, you know, challenges too. So yeah. you're right, the, the days of the manager sticking around, it's just not there anymore. And, and and I feel like that's what the fans of Chelsea wanted. That's what, you know, some some Arsenal fans want with our time. That's what, when you when you bring back that player uh, to manage, you know, that's what you want out of it. And, and, and that's what you want to feel from it. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Nikhil, any thoughts on Lampard going anywhere? Um. I honestly think he needs he needs a vacation. That he just needs a break. Because if if you watched him at the touchline the last few games, he was just miserable. He was just he 
you I, I don't think I've seen him smile in the last 10 games that I watched him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kept getting into fights with other managers. He was he was just not happy. He was not having it. So and he's he like like just said he's a club legend. He he should just take it easy for a bit. Um, not take the sack too personally. It was his first kick. He'll come back from. He'll bounce back from it. Um, and yeah, maybe just step down for a little bit. Maybe take an easier job somewhere else. And then um, maybe when the time is right, he can come back to the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I was going to say, I think these, uh, you know, the fat Frank memes where they make him fatter every time he loses. I think he's a little, <laughs> that might make that a bit of a reality for a few months here before coming back later. So we'll see. You know what, he should, you know what he's got to do is just go to some, like some, like his local neighborhood squad, just, you know, sixth league, sixth division league. Like he doesn't need money. Just become a fucking legend there. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, Coach him and then drink, like go out drinking with him, and who fucking cares? <laughs> get him, get him drunk enough that he's on nonce of the week enough that he's just does some wild things. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Would be great for our show. Uh, so we and we all agree Chelsea would not be in the top four. So let's transition to who we think will be in the top four. Uh, I think I can guess Jeff Paris's predicted winner. So we'll start with Jeff. Um, uh, who do you have winning? I guess Man City. Why do you have Man City winning the league? I just don't see anyone that can stop them. I think they're just firing. Like they, they haven't had Aguero all year, um, and they've learned a new way to play. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just sit like uh, Gundogan, uh, uh, Foden. Like Foden floats. He literally floats across the field, and he's wild to watch. He causes absolute havoc, and I, I just don't see anybody even coming near them. I was going to say, I'll give you credit for that. You called it a lot last year and we gave you crap, but, you know, here yeah. he is shining right now. Um, do any of the Liverpool guys, do you guys object to saying right now, I think Man City will win the league? No, not not with the current run of form, no. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I think um, Man City, I, I would put my money on Man City at this point. This yeah, very satisfying. I was going to say, I can't, I, you know, I can't disagree with that either. The way they've been playing, and, it, and it's not just, you know, in the form, it's like, all right, they've been doing this without a striker. You're throwing these strikers coming back. I know Sergio Aguero just got COVID, but, I mean, they've been they've been doing it without him. Uh, Gundogan has stepped up. I know I crapped on him a lot back in the day, too, but, but here he is, and they've kind of uh, sorted that defense out. Uh, so, yeah, they've been looking great. I think that we could unanimously just say, okay, we're, we're all going to put them at one. And I think two, three, four is where it might differ a bit. Um, so... You know, I'll start with you, Steve. What do you what do you have two, three, four, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about some of these teams a bit. For two, I've got Leicester, mm-hmm. then Liverpool, then United. Okay, so he's got Leicester, Liverpool, United. Nikhil, what do you have? I think I have two United, three Liverpool, four Leicester. Okay, and then Jeff, I have United, Leicester, and Everton. Okay, okay, so <laughs> let's. First, address the elephant in the room. Uh, Jeff has left Liverpool out. Well, I'll, I'll say what I put. Um, I have United two, uh, Liverpool three, and I actually put Everton four. And I'll tell you what, we'll get to that later on why I bumped Leicester out. Uh, let's talk about Liverpool. Not in Jeff's top four. I'm just, I just want to hear Jeff's perspective, and then I'll let the let the lads jump in because I'm sure there'll be a response. Hear, hear me out for a minute. Sure. Let's. <laughs> Sorry. Do I have to? I'm coughing. <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough. <laughs> Let's consider for a second that maybe they weren't as good as we thought they were. 
because the drop off is so steep. Let's talk. Well, let's talk about the individual players. Like Firmino, what does he do? He doesn't get goals. He doesn't get assists. What does he do? Well, you know, there's more things than just. Yes, yeah, and that, that's what every Liverpool <clears throat> player says. Listen, I'm, not, I'm not defending him. I even even the 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 creative. He's supposed to create chances. He hasn't been doing that this year. He's been yeah. shit. Mane hasn't been doing shit. Mane Mane like, is is marginally better this season than Werner. Mar- I think he's got like one or two more goals than Werner. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, Alexander Arnold has been horrific. Absolute two games in a row. His last game, he gave the gave away the ball thirty one times. Robertson is just yelling at at. At people that are gonna uh, that are about to score, just yelling at the ear in their ear. He's <laughs> he's he's like he's like, well, I'm out of ideas. I'll just yell at you. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> and Jordan Henderson's been found out. Like he, I've never rated him. I don't know. I never saw what the big deal was about him. What do you mean he's been found out? He's, he's been, been found injured. out. What are you he's talking? Been, about? He's been found he's, out. He's hardly playing, and when he is, yeah. he's playing out of position. He's playing. When's the well, last he's out of he position. He's, he's out of position. I get that, but you're you're the captain of the team. You should be able. You should be able to like move around from a midfielder to a yeah. center back. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I get I get what you're saying to some degree, but like at the same time, it's kind of it's kind of tough to to come to the same level that they were playing before when. We've had so many injuries to our back line. Like the the our back line is predicated on the fact that you've got Van Dyke and at least one other serviceable center back who basically hold it down in the back line and let the other fullbacks go running up and down the field. Well, let, let, when 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 Robertson and Trent have to sit back and actually defend, you realize that they're not actually defenders per se. They are like more wingers than defenders and that's that's the flaw that's coming up in the team right now is we're still trying to use them as that but then also trying to force them to actually be defenders and they're not well i I think i think the virgil van dyke excuse like which which i i understand i understand the reasoning behind it but the first five games the well he played five games this season virgil van dyke and with him on the field they let in 11 goals in the next 15 games, Liverpool has let in 15 goals. Sorry, 11 goals. Well, yeah. Because so it's the exact same. No, it, that's the thing. We are still playing the same style of play in the first five games. We were still focusing on letting our fullbacks be wingers and have Virgil and Gomez stay back in the center backs. When he went out, we changed our style of play a bit, which – Fabinho stopped the gap for a bit and then Gomez got hurt too. Like Gomez was playing great. And now he went out too. So it's like, now we're shit all over the back line again. Well, is, is yeah. the problem that uh, Klopp doesn't have a plan B? I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> yes. I mean, but here. No, I mean. Sorry, Steven. I didn't want to you, but I, I mean. 
you can have a plan B when you have a plan B set of players. You can't have a plan B when you have a plan like you don't have your first team squad, you don't have your second team defenders. You're like looking at academy players who were and then players who were playing in like the fifth league or the sixth league last season to come up Reece, and play in the Premier League. Reese Williams wouldn't start for Derby right now. Yeah. Like, if well, and I, I'm being harsh there, but he's not he's not at that level yet. He might be someday. But to find Reese Williams' equivalent on Man City, <clears throat> you'd have to go down to their like <laughs> under 16 team. Like you guys you don't ha- you guys have a lot of depth, and that's the great thing about City. You guys have the money to have a really deep squad. <clears throat> we don't fucking have that. So we're fucked. So yeah, you can you can have <laughs> So you're saying <laughs> Liverpool should assign somebody in January. And January's are, are almost already up. If they had if they had the money to, yeah. But clearly they don't have the fucking money to. Don't they though? <laughs> how many jerseys have they sold? How like how many like come on. Really, so that's not really that much I understand to- that. I understand that. <laughs> but they, they they in the past two years they've won a Champions League and a Premier League. They have to have money coming in. Yeah, but you can buy a rental like that can do the job. Here's the thing: is I think they're trying to be like Moneyball. They're trying to be smart about their purchases. Not get they want to they want to be known for making the smart business decisions, and you can't do that when everyone knows what what you're coming for. You know, and if if everyone knows you're going to throw a fastball right down the pipe, you're going to get rocked out of the park every single time. <clears throat> You go to anyone, even if you're saying we just want a loan, they're going to say, "Oh, you want Dayon Lovren back as a as a loan player for a couple not even of a loan, just a, just just a player that you could like sign that that can uh, play I mean, in the defense." To it's not it's it. not that easy to pick to find a defender like you like City should know this better than anybody else. It's really hard to find a dependable center back, somebody who can just slot right in. Like Van Dyke is an exception. You, I mean, John Stones was shit for two seasons before he's finally showing up this season, and you should know that better than anybody else. So it's it's not that easy to just find a defender and put him in. I mean, our options right now are slim pickings. Like our options are to go buy Socrates or <laughs> Reece Williams. I would so say any day. I would, in fact, ask Klopp to play at centre back before I ask Socrates to come play at centre back. <laughs> I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. That's amazing. As an Arsenal fan, I could agree with that too. I, I would have. Heck, did you see the tackle the other week? Uh, Mikel Arteta made on a uh, on one of the players trying to get the ball on the <laughs> sideline. I'd had him playing center back. Uh, but yeah, no, to kind of cover, you know, I think a lot of you guys made some good points here. I think that yes, the backs, uh, the, the wing backs. Well, I call them wing backs. Have been the outside backs have been forced to defend a little more. I think you know, Jeff, you mentioned Van Dyke being out, and and I, that obviously is a is a big issue. But I think they did have the team to overcome it. It's just that they don't have the team to overcome. In addition, Matip, Gomez, you know, the natural center backs, then you're dropping Fabinho and, and Henderson back there. So then you're weakening your midfield. So now I'm kind of through hearing you guys getting the answer that I've had, you know, to the question each week. I'm like, why aren't they scoring? Well, it's that, that, that attack isn't getting that push from those uh, outside backs. And so the front three is not getting their, you know, their reign of, uh, you know, easy balls, nicer balls to finish. And so you're seeing close, Chance is not converted. Uh, Diego Yota's injured is, is another one. Um, but, yeah, this is a team I, I think we know that they weren't going to be as good as last year. The, you know, the last two teams, the, the last two champs, Liverpool last year and City the year before, 
have been ridiculously good teams. You know, that, that it wasn't going to sustain that every year we're just going to have teams that are that good, especially in, in today's Premier League with the pandemic, with no fans. Um, so, yeah, but, but I still think, I know they've gone through a bad run of form. I feel like every team's done that, right? I feel like each and every team, it's just a matter of how, how quick you can turn that around. So I think Liverpool's in that stage. They need to stop the bleeding because early in the season, City didn't lose a lot, but they were drawing a lot of matches. And then they, yeah. they figured it out. Now they're winning a lot. Um, you know, Ole, we were talking, we were making fun of Ole two panel, three panels ago. And here he is in, in uh, are they what, they're in first in the table, you know, game in hand, I agree, but they're in first in the table or are they second right now? I can't remember. Uh, first, but City have a game in hand. There you go. The first is the game in hand. And, uh, and, and you know, teams like uh, Arsenal has kind of turned around. They haven't completely turned around, but they're not losing every game now. And then Chelsea and Liverpool are in that bit of spiral state. So I feel like every team has gone through that. Um, and I think, you know, they just have to get some of these guys back, which I, I'm hearing a few are close. And that's why I still have them in my top four. But, it, you know, it's not as clear as it was a few weeks ago. So. Like who, who had the breakaway on the week on the weekend and hit, like just totally missed it? Uh, Origi. Yeah. 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 Once yeah. he hit that crossbar, I was like, their, their season's over. Like, you could see it in there. You could see it in there, like, just, just their posture. And everything went uh, south in that game mm-hmm. since then. But there's, there's little moments in, in a season that really tell you what's coming. And what, that crossbar, the guy had a breakaway. Like, like I was like, oh, that's it. Honestly, I, I, uh, I personally felt they played really well in that game. I thought they played decent until, like, they got that penalty, which was, I mean, I guess questionable call. But anyways, not just talking about that. But uh, I thought they played decent. I thought Origi had a decent game. He's not the best when he comes on. Uh, he's supposed to be a, a good sub, but he's not been doing that really well this season. Considering they were out of form, I think there were a few really good chances. I think Salah had a couple of good chances. I know Firmino had one towards the end of the game. Um, and just the fact that they were able to score a couple of goals against United this, uh, during the FA Cup game, I still have hope. I think, sure, they might they might not win the league this season, but uh, they're still a decent team. And when Van Dijk comes back, the core is still there. Right? Thiago has been playing well, too. Um I mean, I don't think it's it's going to be that bad a spiral. And I believe in Klopp to actually spin things around. Um, I don't know if Steve thinks the same way, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to be struggling to stay in the top four. I think we'll we'll find our way back up towards the top. I don't, again, I don't think we're going to end up winning the league. But, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think Everton is going to end up higher than us. I don't. Why not? Like they have game, I think they have games in hand now. Like if they, if like you and your game, like a game in hand. I love games in hand. I love games in hand. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a game this, in this hand. Little work. thing. It's this little thing you got in your pocket, and everyone's bragging, and you know, and you know, you're gonna win them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like a Mario Kart okay. where you get where you get the like the, that booster and you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but gonna get a Everton, Everton is not city in that regard. They're not like crushing every single game they're in like i don't know i i but then who you can argue you can argue that city are likely going to win their games in hand yeah but everton is like they don't then, they don't have and the, the other t- the other question after a bad year for liverpool somebody's leaving like one of their stars oh. is, is going to leave and i i, I would <coughs> i would guess to say salah 
I honestly, I wish, I wish we would have gotten rid of one of our top three last year. And I know it's easy to say in hindsight, but <clears throat> I wish we would have sold somebody last year because we could have gotten, you know, if, if one of the top three, I mean, even Firmino would have fetched a hefty price after last year, but <clears throat> none of Well, maybe Salah will still. Salah a, would still get a good favorite. Yeah. He'll still get a shit ton of money, but like, <clears throat> I don't know. I, well, I just, I just found out today too. Apparently, uh, we are still owed 30 million euros for Coutinho. Barcelona hasn't paid up everything yet. So <laughs> someone was saying like, oh yeah, we should, we should sell that debt to another club for a player. <laughs> so to like, let's try to leverage that into a center back. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh God, we're digging. We're digging. Yeah. And like, and like there's, there's talk at the beginning of the season of Mbappe coming to Liverpool next year, but you, you don't have the money for a center back. Yeah. Like, oh. And I, I understand that like FSG are trying to be the smart business people and they're not going to make a move unless they've got revenue coming in, which we're don't have right now, but fuck man. Yeah. It, there's no way we're getting Mbappe. Yeah. That'll be an interesting time. Mean, you'll, you'll have to see if you can sell a lot, it's, it's maybe possible, but then, you know, yeah. and you cycle in a younger guy for, for no, not an old guy, but an older guy. Uh, but speaking of, I wanted to bring up real quick because Jeff mentioned Everton. I do have Everton in my, I had him in fourth, but I didn't have him passing Liverpool. I do agree that they can get it together because uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin is coming back. Uh, Richarlison's clicking. Now, I don't know if they'll win all those games in hand, uh, but I think they'll be the, – the, I had to put a shock in my top four, you know, because I was going to put Leicester there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change it up a bit. I'll throw Everton in there. We'll see what happens. I've been on a roller coaster with them all season, um, but I had them over uh, – just over Leicester. And, and, again, we'll get to the reason kind of why I think Leicester m- might take a dip. Um, you know, they did it last year. Uh, you know, we I think we can all agree because we all had Man United either second or third is what I'm what I'm getting at. So we all agree that uh, not too many issues to talk about with them. We're all okay with Man United. Does anyone have a comment on Man United? Yeah, I think I'm surprised. Yeah, uh, they've they've done well. I'm not going to knock them, but uh, a couple of injuries to them and like they're like, what do they have after that? Like mm-hmm. not much, Bruno. If Bruno, like Bruno, if Bruno goes out, if Bruno goes out, they're fucked. They don't win games. Like they're not winning games. <laughs> I agree. Like he's a penalty merchant, but like he gets penalties and he can do free kicks and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. He's also really good, and, and I don't think the Pogba you're seeing now—it's been proven—he doesn't stick around and play like this all season, right? So yeah. there's going to be a time he disappears, and you're going to need uh, other players to step up, and, yeah. and if they like, can. So the second half of the season is going to be a massacre for everyone for injuries. Like it's going to be just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean we're picking two weeks at a time with our yeah. predictions. That's how crazy it is. Yeah. Games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Say it's it's insane. Like say say Spurs lose Kane for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. gone. They're out of the top four. That's finished. Yep. Yeah. I was say, none of us had them up there. What's the reason for not having Tottenham? Kane Kane's going to get hurt at yeah. some point. At some point, <laughs> he's going to get hurt. There's no question about it. And he 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 doesn't take short 
injury spells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just or does anyone else want to talk about Tottenham real quick before we move on from them? And if you take Kane off the field, Son is not the same player. No, yeah. I mean it, it, that's the thing. You, here's to to build off of what Jeff said about if Kane goes, Kane's going to go down. If one of one of the two is going to be hurt. And the other player is not the same without the other one there. Mm-hmm. So, no, they're fucked. Yeah, I was going to say in general, I just kind of left them off because I think teams have caught on to they don't want the ball. So, you know, if you attack with too many, they're going to hit you on the counter. So I think a lot of teams have figured out some plans where they could drop some people back. And you're not seeing Tottenham score those, you know, scintillating uh, counterattack goals that they had earlier in the year. It's uh, And also some of it is due to the fatigue. It could be that, you know, they don't have the legs to do it and, and they don't have the backups that, you know, you if you rotate, you know, you put in Eric Lamella. I don't think he's scaring you as much as Son and Kane. So, so I agree with them. I just want to bring them up real briefly because they're around there right now and none of us had them in the top four. So I thought that was something of note. We're mentioning players. Player of the year uh, candidate so far. I want to go into that because we'll, we could touch on some of the other teams when we talk a little lower about some stuff. But I want to talk about player of the year because we mentioned some top players right now. I'm just very curious as to what everyone has, who everyone has as their player of the year. And if you want to just give quick reasoning as to why you'd, if you had a vote, who would you pick? And I'll, uh, we'll start with Nikhil on this one. Mm. Actually, I think, I think I might need to think about this a little you more. Need a second. All right. Yeah, I'll pass around because there are a lot of candidates. There are three or four that I could have thought of, but I want to hear what other people think. So let's see what Jeff thinks. I'd say uh, Diaz. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known he was going like, to be Diaz. I thought you loved John Stones. Diaz is better than John Stones every, every day of the week. <laughs> like, I think Diaz is going to be a fixture in the Premier League. Like, I think he's going to be a city legend. Like I think he's that fantastic. He had a quote today saying, "I'd like to, I'd like to make the other team's forwards feel helpless." Okay, wow, that's spoken yeah. like a true defender. Yeah. And he's not going to make you miss Eric Garcia when he leaves, right? No. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like the numbers speak for themselves. Like he has absolutely reinvented their defense. He's made John Stones a Maldini. <laughs> 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 he goes with the John Stones now, but but wouldn't so you like him more than John Stones, even though John Stones is a Maldivian. Oh yeah. yeah. Who would you call Diaz as? Like, what defender would you liken him to? I don't know. Like, I don't know. He's just he's just that good. Like, I I'm really I'm actually just as excited for him as I am for Fodden. Okay. So yeah, I like, wanted to say Fodden, but he's not playing. In, he hasn't played enough at the beginning of the year. Okay. But I think I think Pep played the whole Foden thing perfectly, like just ease him in. Uh, like the goal, the type of goals he scores are just that no look goal he got a couple of weeks ago. He wasn't even looking; it was like hockey. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. it's been nice to have hockey and, back. I'll and he's got the best haircut in the league. <laughs> oh no! It's if I had hair, he's a, man. He's a, he's a fucking mouth breather. <laughs> he's gonna take you. He's gonna take you under it. <laughs> you know, I might have to put this video up. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. He's got such a bad underbite. He's got such a British face. There's there's a there's one of those contractions in uh German, you know, they have the long fucking words. <clears throat> there's a word that they have, it's called Beckfiefengesicht. 
and it translates to a face that is in need of a fist. And that is <laughs> Phil Foden's fucking face. It just, it, just begs, it just begs to be punched. I think he's a handsome man. <laughs> well, you're Canadian, and you guys are all basically incestuous, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> what? So, so he have you been? Have you been? Have you been south of Washington D.C.? I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the south of America. I know it's it's basically Canada. It's a warm well, Canada. Whatever. <laughs> so, except for, whatever. except for with more of a history of slavery. Sorry. <laughs> We'll 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 praise uh, we'll praise Canada coming up later, so we'll get there. Um, so okay, Diaz, I should have been surprised. I don't know why I I was waiting to hear one of these names that I had here and, and I didn't hear it. Uh, you, Steve, what do you, who do you have on this list? You want to get real surprised? Let's hear it. I have the same person. Oh, look at that! Yeah. I, here's what I here's what I had written about him. I was like, earlier on our last call, I mentioned that. Liverpool, when they won, the reason they won last year was because of, in my mind, Virgil van Dijk and the defense. They were winning the 1-0, to zero, the 2-1 to one games. Mm-hmm. Diaz has played 16 of their 19 matches. And he has been on the field for 9 out of their 10 clean sheets. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's, 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 the dif- he's been the difference maker for their defense. So to me, that's that's like when you have when you have someone on the back line that you can just trust and that holds it down for everybody else. It allows you to to not care so much about where your goals are going to come from because you only have to score one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. that wow. <clears throat> that to yeah. me is yeah. The jo, uh, Jose Mourinho he once said, uh, "You win champions." Uh, the championships uh, by winning two nothing every game. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, yeah. that's what you guys are doing. Yeah, and when when he when he coached Inter Milan, the amount of two two nothing wins that they had the year that they won the league and the Champions League, mm-hmm. every game was two nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, I, I don't see them. They're not getting even close <laughs> to conceding these days. Uh, Nikhil, do you have a different answer than them, or, or is this going to be a three uh, three here? I, I, I do rate him, but I don't think he he's my player of the year. I think just, just because Jeff and Steven picked him, I'm going to go with a different choice, and it's not going to be a Man City player. But somebody that I've been really impressed with this season, and just, just because I feel like he's one of the most underrated strikers in the Premier League, and he doesn't get as much credit as he needs to get. Um, he's already won a Premier League with Leicester. I think my pick is Jamie Vardy, mm-hmm. just because how he turns up every season, no matter. He has half his team sold. He still shows up and does the best. He's very limited as far as his, as far as his talents go. But considering work rate, his pace on the field, the way he pulls the team up, I think for me, this season especially, Jamie Wadi has been so consistent and so good. And they're, they're within two points of the, di- two points of the top of the table. Um, and you look at that squad... And the squad doesn't really have any superstars. So, for me, it has to be Jamie Vardy. Yeah. I like that pick because he he's one that people were like, okay, he's going to get on the other side of 30. He's going to slow down. I think he's 32 now. And like you said, he's still banging in the goals. I heard he, you know, I, I read somewhere that he would, you know, he drinks energy drinks all the time. 
that he doesn't eat so well. Like he smokes is what I'm hearing. He still gets it done. Kind of like the, uh, the old school Italian players, um, you know, back in the day used to do that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's killing it. I, I like that choice. I like that pick. And I was going to say, did you, uh, the, did you see the post recently? It was uh, recently the anniversary of him signing for, for Lester. Oh, and everyone was super pissed at the time. He was, he was non-league at the time. Yeah. Fleetwood, right? How much did they pay for him? Um, two million. Less five hundred thousand. One million. One million. Okay. One fucking million dollars. It was from Fleetwood, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some some non-league side, and like there was a bunch. Some people started posting old tweets about it, like how pissed off. Like, what the fuck are we wasting our money on? This guy's gonna be trash. And like, yeah, that's a that's a steal. That's what scouting that does. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, that's a great, yeah, that's a great shout. He's a, he, I mean, he's a character too. Um, I was going to make this a, you know, so that I, I guess Nikhil could be with a solid pick. Didn't like surprise us in a way like, whoa, he picked that person. I'm going to cap off the surprises here. And I, you know, I can't believe I'm doing this, uh, but I'm going to go with a guy that has 12 goals and 11 assists this season. Uh, he hasn't done great lately, but I have to pick Harry Kane right now. Um, and yeah, oh. the type of guy that if he gets <laughs> You know, uh, but but here's why. Um, he's put, not only is he putting up the numbers, but he is one of the strikers, along with I think Diego Costa in the past, that will play Mourinho's system without complaining. Um, he, I mean, he only gets, I believe, almost single-digit touches in the other team's box or, or third final third these days. It's not that much because he's asked to come back. He's asked to provide. He sometimes he gets on the end of things, but again, eleven assists shows you that he does the hold-up play. He does the scoring. And again, he's the type of player that if he gets hurt, like we mentioned, I think they're in big, big trouble because they don't have a, a replacement for him or even someone nearly as good as him. And I, I hate praising him. And I hate, you know, someone can take this clip, enjoy it, Tottenham fans, because it's one of the few times I'll give you guys props or give one of your players props, even though I call him a mouth breather from time to time. Uh, let's face it, I say it every day. Uh, but but that said, uh, that's my shout. A lot of good choices. I'm surprised we didn't hear any Bruno. I'm sure Bruno was high on people's list, but we didn't hear any Bruno. And Son was another one that I was, you know, potentially thinking of. But I think he's cooled down a bit. He's kind of like Calvert-Lewin. They both kind of cooled and, you know, that's that's cooled down. Uh, I do want to say before we move on to our uh, relegation picks, um, I, I asked a professional about Phil Foden's underbite. Uh, I asked my wife, who's a dentist. I texted her while this was segment was going on, and I said, uh, "Please Google player. What are your thoughts on his underbite?" And um, so, uh, you guys, uh, you may remember the episodes where we had uh, the fam the family dog Maeve, uh, who's an American and uh, English bulldog <laughs> mix. So you could figure a bulldog. She said, "Looks like Mar uh, Maeve on a bad day." So, uh, <laughs> so there you go. That's your professional outlook there on Phil Foden's underbite. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's an English bulldog. <laughs> yeah, right, there we go. Hey, that's not a bad nickname. What are your thoughts on that, Jeff? Pretty good. All right. I've asked her about his hair. And if I get a response, I'll let you know. So uh, let's go to the relegation teams. Uh, and, and for others, too, listening, if you want to let us know who your player of the year has been so far, you want to get on the top four, at the footy corner, too. The intern's slacking today. It didn't remind me. sitting here on his little Bielsa bucket. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to yeah relegation teams. I think this might be kind of straightforward. Um, just give it to me 2019, 18. If there doesn't need to be an explanation, none needed. I just want to see how well we can predict that. Um, so another thing I wanted to note though, actually is when I had 
Caitlin on a while ago. She did pick City to win the league when they were in eighth. Just just throwing that one out there. I don't know if you remember that episode. Is um, she the intern? She is not. She is not. <laughs> She's not sitting on Bielsa's bucket right now. I'm texting her in the other room. So, but the intern is uh, not on camera. Tricky, tricky uh, person. Well, we may never know who the intern is. All right. She did answer about his hair. She just said in one word, hideous. Uh, okay. So relegation teams, uh, bottom three. Uh, let's go, St- uh, Steve. Who do you have? Bottom three teams. Oh, I'm torn. So it's definitely going to be Sheffield. Yeah. It's definitely going to be Fulham. Mm-hmm. Between two teams. And it's basically the question of is Big Sam going to get the job done or not? And I think as of right now, it's so much worse shape. You're cutting in and out there. Were you guys hearing that? Too? <clears throat> I wasn't. I'm going. Oh, there you go. Newcastle. Newcastle's in much worse shape than West Brom. Oh, to me. But right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna have to jump in because I had the exact same three. I thought Newcastle would be a shock pick. I had Sheffield 20, Fulham 19, Newcastle 18 because of our boy Bruce Steve, as we call him on the show. <laughs> um, yikes! They just they just don't score anymore. They don't do anything. They're not. I mean, I have to drop Callum Wilson off my fantasy team real soon here because he can't do shit. So, yeah, I, I have to interject. I was going to go last, but I have the exact same one as you. So we'll let, uh, we'll let Nikhil go. What do you have? Um, I think Sheffield 20, West Brom 19, and I'm going to have to say Newcastle 18. Um, I think Fulham is going to pull through. I, I, I don't know why. I have a feeling that they might be able to pull through. Fulham um, haven't been bad lately. I've just been drawing a lot of games, I'd say. Well, that's when you're in the bottom. That's good. Yeah, Scott yeah. Berker doing stuff. Because the, te- the other teams are going to lose. That's true. That's well, true. I, I, have the, I have the exact same as Nikhil. Okay, there I you think go. New, so, I, think New, I think Newcastle are finished. So that's awesome. So we all have Newcastle. It's just a matter of is it West Brom or Fulham as the other team. I mean, we all know Sheffield. If Sheffield get out of this, I think we all take shots of Malort because that's <laughs> – Everyone drinks the bottle. As, of, gets as of right now, on 538, Sheffield has a higher chance of being relegated than City does of winning the Premier League. Wow. They have <laughs> – the only, the only thing that has a higher probability right now is Man City qualifying for the Champions League next year, okay. for next year. Okay. Wow. Which is at ninety which is at ninety nine percent. Sheffield has ninety two percent chance of being relegated. Oh, that is oh that's ridiculous. That's unreal. I mean, not not that they're gonna get relegated, but that's that's does not bode well for them at all. They did win a game. I guess we'll give them that. So we'll we'll kind of quit the shitting <laughs> on them for a bit, even though they won somewhat recently. Um I wanna talk about a, a topic that's been kind of been brought up. We've talked about now some teams. Uh, that was brought up in the chat uh, in the footy corner DMs. And I'm very curious to know what everyone else thinks, because uh, it seems a few people have been thinking this route. Um, and it was, it was brought up by Arine. So I'll give him that, that shout um, as I scroll to find it. He did mention, I have it written here, actually, that uh, the influx of money kind of in, in the sport, in soccer itself, um, may have turned some supporters and even thinks players to an extent, maybe don't put in the same shift that they used to, that they, you know, they may have had a passion for the game back then because they were, uh, it was a second job. It's something they really wanted to do. Um, he said, you know, obviously I still love the game, but maybe seeing how many teams have been monopolized or players getting paid 300 K to just sit and watch at home because they prefer to play golf. Now it's just turning some people off. Um, feels like some of the culture, 
is being taken away. Does anyone have some strong thoughts or feelings about any of those thoughts or statements? Well, it's, I mean, uh, it's go ahead. No, no, no. You start. Uh, I think it's a catch 22. Like people in England, they talk about the culture, how it used to be. And you had like people dying and people being scarred for life. Like it's stadiums full of people dying. <laughs> like, like that's not culture. Like, and especially in England, like standing section, I think, I think there could be standing sections could be brought back with a lot of rules, but in terms of like, if the if you want to be a capitalist society, money is gonna come in and you're gonna use it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Steve, <laughs> you had a thought on it too. You want to? I, I mean, for me, I don't I don't see it as a huge issue. Um, I understand how it can be for some people. I think the the biggest aspect that I have against money in sports is more of like how obscene and we've talked about this a few times, just how obscene it is to go see a game nowadays. Like go last time I bought tickers tickets to a Packers game was against the Bengals. And it was like 200 bucks a pop for, I mean, they were, they were pretty good tickets, like 200 level seeds. I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to spend $500 every time I want to go to a game, you know? And I don't know, I'm sure the prices are pretty similar throughout most sports. I know baseball isn't terrible, but that's just because there's so many games. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know if it costs so much to go. And now like in order, I, I, I pulled this up too. even look at watching on TV for me to follow Liverpool throughout the various uh, competitions and leagues, I have to pay for Sling TV, Peacock, ESPN Plus, and CBS All Access. Yeah. Just, well, this, just bit. the Sling is built in with other other channels, though, right? I mean, you, you have yeah, to. Yeah, the, the Sling is like my yeah my cable, right? But then ESPN Plus, Peacock, and CBS All Access are on top of that, just to just to follow them through different competitions. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty good in like, Canada. Huh? We have a pretty good in Canada. This yeah. It's because you guys are on access. Like we, you get, you pay 20 bucks a month for the zone and that's all premier league games, half of uh, championship games, which, which are nice sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They, they do have good then, Yeah. Uh, all Syria, Germany, and all of MLS. 20 I bucks a month. I think there's one you can do in the U.S. Uh, I think it's Fubo TV, and I think they have like all their their whole thing is being like all the sports channels, so you can get like the Bundesliga, Serie A, uh, like La Liga, Premier League, Champions League, like everything, and maybe even some like hockey, basketball, and things like that. But and plus with the Zone, you get all the NFL. You get the what's that pass they have? All oh, access NFL to, game pass, yeah, yeah, all yeah, and you get that as well. So you get all the NFL games as well. So yeah, yeah, um, we, we got it pretty good here. I thought we didn't, and there was a big outcry when the zone because the zone like the Premier League used to be on. Uh, we have TSN here, mm-hmm. used to be on TSN and Sportsnet, 
And then the zone came in and just bought everything, all the soccer. They bought all the soccer and everyone was mad. But like now we're now you just a year and a half later, you're like, well, I get everything now for 20 bucks a month. Sounds like you got your hockey and your soccer separate. Yeah. Used to be yeah like, like I'm working on my couch and I get to watch a Wigan game. There you go. Like, yeah. That's, that's awesome. I was going to say I had Stoke and Watford on the other day. They were playing in a midday game. I was like, why not throw it on the computer see what happens? Um, Nikhil, what are your thoughts on this topic? No, I agree. I mean, I think I agree with both Jeff and Steve's points of view. I think I think it's it's gotten to a point where it's um, turning into a rich man's sport. Like, you can't really afford to go to the games, and that's what's going to stop uh, people from actually paying attention or lo- losing their interest in it. Um, but I guess at the same time, if you think about it, it's it's a part of like that's that's what provides for the high level of entertainment that we yeah. require. That's what pays for all of the transfer fees. Like the transfer fees are increasing. You, all these players are getting more expensive. Uh, their salaries are getting more getting higher and higher. So it it is what it is. I guess somebody has to pay the price at the end of it, uh, and it just trickles down. Um, you can't. I know. I know. We talked a little bit about Moneyball in the past, but I think that that only works to a certain extent and then you have to depend on revenue from fans and yeah. TV. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, that yeah, you, when you look at that thought, the idea and, and people worrying about culture, I think a lot of people are caught up too in the fact that we don't have fans in the stands. So they're now they're kind of getting used to like, it's been now almost a year where we don't have fans and it's like, oh, that makes it tough. Maybe, maybe that's making it tough for some people to watch because they're used to like the crowd getting into it. And maybe that's what the exciting part for them was, or they thought some of the players maybe felt uh, felt the energy of the crowd and played a little, maybe harder or stronger. Uh, but that being said, in terms of the money being put in the sport, uh, I will say this 10, maybe 15 years ago, we didn't even have the options of watching the games on these channels that we have right now. So if it yeah. weren't for the money, how do we even know, <laughs> you know, these the people that are saying this or that anyone would have gotten into it in the first place and had the memories they've had and enjoyed the games they've had and, and enjoyed the times they've had with it. Because if it weren't for that money, if it weren't for the broadcasting rights, you'd be going to one of these, you know, shady Russian sites to stream the game. And God Which knows what brutal. you're doing. Yeah, you might be paying more in replacing your computer. Yeah. Virus is trying yeah. to watch games than you are through this. Yeah. Program, you know, yeah, my friend, my friend Enrique, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out Enrique shout out Enrique he, he had a Champions League party uh, the year uh, Liverpool won and we went to his place mm-hmm. and he's a no cable guy and right. we watched it on some freaking box that he got out of the back of a nonce van <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it was and it, buffering 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 oh we got we, we have video now but we have no sound if yeah. that happens for even three seconds when I'm watching, fuck everything. I'm yeah. out of here. It's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And we used to deal with that probably 10, 15 years ago all the time because you're, you're like, this is the only way I'm watching it. So you're listening if it freezes. And now you get that quality. And, and like it was mentioned by Nikhil, you know, like the watching fuzzy porn back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Premier League was. And so someone walked in and like, what are you watching? No, but uh, you know, <laughs> so you have these on and then the transfer fees. We're seeing them at record highs and we're seeing the Premier League or, or other leagues. You're able to bring some of the greatest talents that, you know, it pays for scouting on some of these guys and you bring in all the greatest talents. They're on showcase. So I, I do see in some cases where someone's like, well, the culture's changed. I feel like any sport, 
when you grew up or when you first started watching it and it changes, you, you kind of, you, you wonder what's happened. You're like, Oh, is it, you know, has it gone bad? Or, or if your team, and I'll bring basketball as an example. You know, when I was a kid, I, I the first thing I saw was Michael Jordan, you know, and I'm watching the days where people play defense and I'm watching where the teams were more balanced and you had four or five great teams that could win it. And well, I guess one team was always winning, but, but, you know, there were still competitive teams and, and so a few years passed by where they were no good and I didn't like this much. And then they got good again. So a lot of it also deals with how your team does. And, 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 and that's okay. That's okay. Cause like, yeah, there's one thing, you know, for me, for some reason, even though Arsenal was slipping, I, I still was, was into it, but some people, they, they roller coaster in and out. So I, you know, in the grand scheme of it though, I think if that money hadn't been put into the sport, who knows if you would have been a fan in the first place, this podcast may not exist. So um, that, that's my, that's my take. I, I understand the frustration. I understand the, we haven't had crowd. I think maybe the tune will change if the crowds come in or if maybe, you know, your teams or whoever's teams start doing better, but, but it's tough. It's, it's a tough thing to call. Um, that was, that was my little two cents. Uh, so any, anything else before we get to some of these long-term injuries that have come up, I got some news for people. Uh, so let's, let's jump into the news. I, I, I don't know if any of you heard of these, any of you guys have heard of these things. They've happened over the past few days, big news on big players, uh, three teams that are losing some stars for a set amount of time. Vardy out four to six weeks with a hip injury. Um, I, I mean, he's actually having surgery, uh, De Bruyne could be out for up to six weeks with a hamstring. So you're looking at Leicester and City kind of being held there. And then Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is out indefinitely now with a personal issue that uh, Mikel Arteta has not really talked too much about. My question is with these three big players going out for teams that, I mean, they're imbi- two of the teams have title ambitions. Um, the other one kind of wants to find a way to squeak back into the top four any way they can. Which injury out of these three do you think is the biggest loss? Which team will suffer the most losing their player for this length of time. Uh, I'll let Steve start. Well, City don't appear to be hurt by anything at the moment. <clears throat> and KDB is far from their best player right now. I yeah. think they'll be fine without him. Mm-hmm. Just as well with Obama Yang. I mean, he scored, what, like two goals this year? <laughs> yeah, he hasn't scored much. He, he finally got two, I think, uh, one or two games ago. I, I don't remember which game was last game now with all of it happening <laughs> fast. But, uh, yeah, he, he was he was not doing so great this season. He's He's been a ghost for you guys. So, I, honestly, I think it's Leicester, and that's part of the reason why I had them dropping down in my power rankings as far as I did because I don't see them uh, – I don't see them – doing well if he's out for more than that six week mm-hmm. time span. And I think that those four to six weeks are going to hurt them yeah. more, than, uh, more than it most people will think. Yeah. I was going to say, I agree with that. I, I had, uh, I had Lester there. We talked about, Nikhil talked about how Vardy's his player of the season. I think if you take that, that kind of a player out of that team, now that team does play pretty decently and they might be able to slip someone like your boy, AOZ Perez out, you know, out in the middle there. Um, but but they're going to need to figure something out. And to me, that's the team because I think, like you said, De Bruyne at City has, has done has done better lately, but they have so many good players that can fill in for him and and, and do a job. And a bombing for Arsenal uh, will be a, a miss, but there have been times in games and I'm just like, well, what is he doing out there? He's a, he's a shadow of what he was last season where they have those young guys that have come in and played on the wings really well. So, um, and with, with some of the incomings they may have, they might be able to, figure that out for now until he can come back. I think Jamie Vardy is also the biggest loss. Uh, does anyone have anything different by any chance? 
I think KDB, like, he was going to miss a month mm-hmm. anyways. Like, you, you just expect he's going to miss a month. Right. Uh, that injury did get walked back a bit in the past couple of days. It's uh, three to four weeks now. Okay, three to four weeks. All right. Um, but that's a break. That's a rest. Yeah. Like. That could actually, that could actually help you guys. Yeah. Hurt you guys. Yeah. And our next two games are West Brom and I think Fulham, Fulham if I'm not yeah, wrong. You have a really yeah. shit schedule coming up. I, I, I think Sheffield was the second game. Yeah, we have Liverpool like four games from now, I believe. You had West Brom and Sheffield is what it was, yeah. Oh, yeah, West Brom and Sheffield. Sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, you can Probably get fine. through with your academy against those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nikhil, you're also on the Jamie Vardy train, I'm guessing, out of these three players? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think I think Jamie Vardy is a big loss. Uh I think as far as like the goals that he brings, the way that he lifts the team, um, they've seemed a little directionless without Jamie Vardy, um, especially considering that backup striker is Iannaccio. I mean, that's right. tell you a lot. Um, exactly, yeah. Any faith in your boy AOZ Perez to fill in? Um, <laughs> if he plays up top, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to bring in as many goals as Jamie uh, Vardy, but they still have a good... Uh, midfield, uh, Harvey Barnes and uh, James, James Madison and um, Tillman are all very capable, but they don't really have anybody to like hold to like hold the ball up up top if Genuardi isn't playing. Um, so they might have to go like a false nine with Perez or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say. So we're all aboard. That I guess we're gonna have to see how Leicester can do without him. It's gonna be a pivotal, I believe, three four weeks. And I think if Leicester can get through these weeks, then you know. I'm I'm on board too with this top four talk. So let's see how they do coming up. Uh, we've talked a lot about Liverpool, but I just got a couple more anecdotes that some quotes I'm interested to hear uh, based on what the panel thinks. Uh, we we someone uh, I think Steve brought up Dejan Lovren earlier in this pod. Uh, apparently, the 31 year old said, "I never regret anything," and this is a feeling I don't allow in my head. When he said he left uh, Liverpool, um, I made the decision to leave Liverpool. I wasn't feeling happy there towards the end because I wasn't playing. Um, I'm happy that I decided to come here and I think they miss me more than I miss them. Is that true, Liverpool fans? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We could we could totally use Lovren. We could also use like all of our defenders that we have let go over the past few years. Hell, I would even take like Klavan at this point. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you take him over uh, Socrates, right? Absolutely. Any day. <laughs> no offense to Socrates, but I mean, not to Arsenal, I guess, but definitely a lot of offense to Socrates. Oh, no, none, none taken. Their defense, they're slowly cleaning them out. He left. Actually, I think as we were potting here, he's signing for Olympiacos, so you don't have to worry about him. Um, and uh, they got rid of Kolesinac also, and Mustafi may be on his way out. I'm just, I'm crossing my fingers. We'll see if that happens. Uh, uh, Jeff, what are your thoughts on that statement? I think it's funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> But Steve, I saw you shaking your head. You agree that you take him. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing that's annoying, like, the only reason he said shit is because everyone was trashing him when a couple months ago he had that whole header back to the keeper and scored an own goal. Like <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, yeah, you're you're in a better place. Keep telling yourself that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, you're in a better place because you're playing more and we are trashed right now, but we're still in the top four mm-hmm. and you're still in what league again? <laughs> with Zenit, right? Is he with yeah. Zenit? Is that what it is? Yeah. Stay so. the fucking Russia. It's fine. <laughs> 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 
There we go. Do we make anything of the Dice Clop argument going in the tunnel at halftime? Just real briefly. Fuck Sean Dice. <laughs> Dice would murder him. What? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Dice. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sean Dice is he's the equivalent of like the the old school baseball manager who who complains when a black player flips their bat after hitting a walk off grand slam. He's like, ah, they're turning the game into they're turning the game into basketball. What is this bullshit? There are unwritten rules here. Like, get the fuck out of here, Sean Dice. He's such a piece of shit. In a fight, in a fight, who wins, Steve? Tell me right now, who wins? Any day, club. Oh, are Klopp's, you kidding me? Klopp's got reach on him. Kidding? Klopp's yeah. got reach on him. Yeah, because he's reaching up his nose, picking boogers the entire game. <laughs> this sounds like a great poll to put up <laughs> on the Footy Corners account. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between Sean Dyche and your? Sean Dyche would eat him alive. I will. Uh, I'll put that up and see what the people think at the Footy Corner. Do we will have our answer for next week's show? So I love that. I'm glad it brought up this kind of a debate. Um, yeah, I want to see what the people think. I'm not going to get in on this. Uh, I might give my opinion when I give the results next week. Uh, concussion stuff. You see, you see. Well, here, hold on, real quick. <laughs> Klopp is six three. Dice is six foot. All right, they're about like the same build. You see, Klopp after every like big win when he's throwing those punches, he would fucking drop Dice's little bitch ass. Aisha's been in fights, and you can tell he's English. He's glassed people before. Klopp, just because just because you look like you've been in a fight doesn't mean you've actually oh, been in a fight. Come on, come on. He's Let's still a here. soccer. He's still a soccer player. No one, no one is a fighter anymore in 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 the world of soccer. Like no one. My go- my boy McGoldrick on Sheffield, he's a fighter. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Another note I just looked up, uh, Dyche and Klopp, they both weigh within one pound of each other. So uh, Dyche comes in unofficially at 6 feet 184, and Klopp comes in at 6'3", 183. So that's the tail of the tape. <laughs> so there you go. We'll see uh, what, what the people go with. I like the, the breakdown. We'll see there. Uh, you know, go into concussions. I think we you could have jumped on that. When I said concussions, you could have talked about one of them giving the other one one. But uh, concussion subs in the Premier League, uh, they're becoming the first to implement this. They're saying they're going to have two concussion subs per match plus the three normal ones you get. Um, now, I think, obviously, it's a great measure. Uh, so first, I'll ask you, you know, it's a two-part question. What do you think about this as part one? Um, and the second one is I it's part of me, and, and I know it's a it's a bad thing, but I could see it with some teams maybe taking advantage of the law, you know, and perhaps having a guy have a you know go down and, and hold his head if if yeah. they make a sub or if he's injured elsewhere, they'll tell you, hey, go down and hold your head, and and, and we'll get that free sub. Um, you know, is there anything that could be put in place to prevent that? Do you think any team will take advantage of that? Uh, that's the I second think, part of the question. I think my my problem with the, the idea of it being abused is <clears throat> you could just implement some sort of bar review. Like if someone it's, it, I don't think it would be as easy as people might think mm-hmm. to fake it. Like <clears throat> you can't, it's not like a Neymar flop, right? Like you can't just, Oh my God, somebody came close to my ankle and I fell over. So it's a foul. No. I mean, if someone there actually has to be, 
solid contact to somebody's head for them to have a concussion. If no one's even close to taking a swing at your head, you can't just fall on the ground and say, I've got a concussion now. So in my head, I'm like, why, why are you only going to do two? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that concussions seem to be rare or at least rarely recorded, but why, why only two? Well, the thing that would fix all this, I think, I think the, 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 mid, the midway between both arguments is you have, you could sub five players a match within three sub events. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they were doing, like they were doing, or even have six. I, I think the three, only three subs is a terrible idea. I think it's uh, antiquated. I think you should be able to do six subs with three uh, sub events. If everyone's following me. Yeah. No, yeah. that's not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. That's not a bad yeah. idea at all. Yeah. I think that's a great idea, but at the same time, um, what I would say is like that that would work well for teams like so I, I do agree I do totally agree with the with the time slots because I think that's super important. And I think that's that'll really help. They'll also really help with shitty tactics of like bringing on three subs on the in the 89th, 90th, and 91st minute and like wasting time. But what but I you still only have three sub events though. So yeah, it's but, not so it's still the same amount of time. Right, right. But I'm talking about the six subs uh, rule that you stated. The six subs will help big teams like City or maybe Liverpool or United. But think about think about lower, lower teams like West Brom or even Newcastle. Like, do they really have six good players on their bench? Like, it's it's not going to be beneficial for them at all. Uh, they won't really have anyone to bring on at that point. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, that you and that is, I think, a reason those teams went against the five sub rule. You know, my my middle ground because I did like when you could sub that many players. My middle ground would be if a guy does come in on a concussion sub, and if it is a concussion, you maybe have the guy that get pulled sit the next match, also, mm-hmm. or as precaution, right? So so you're not punishing them for getting it you're just saying hey if it really you know you gotta be yeah but then a guy's gonna play play it safe and no i'm not hurt to make sure he gets to play the next game right so that's what i'm saying if you take him out then that's that's the rule the rule says hey that guy's got to sit if that's if that's how you're gonna use that sub to kind of mediate or or not have us say oh well is it or is it not go to var i i do agree it's it is pretty easy to tell if if someone has one or not if you know like let's say they got tripped and landed on their knee but then start holding their head just say if you want to do that you got to sit the next game whoever whoever decides to go out so so that's another one too i think we got some some solid ideas i want to hear what uh what some other people think on at the footy corner too any other notes on the concussion subs before we go to the transfer tidbits Everyone's good with those transfer tidbits. I'm just going to list a bunch that's kind of going, going on, got done. And I just want you guys to tell me which one you think will help the team the most that's occurred. It's been real quiet and there isn't really much going on. We got Jean-Philippe Mateta, who's going to Palace on loan for 18 months from Mainz. He's a striker. So he's going to help them in that department. Uh, Matt Ryan to Arsenal on loan from Brighton. Uh, he's going to be there as a backup goalie. Uh, Runar Renarsson and Jeff, you should have seen that match where Riyad Mahrez took that free kick and, and he just 
the, that goalie, the backup that Arsenal had in that cup game that let it go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. So, ever since then, he had to delete his Twitter. People were just like, you, you suck. So the, the Arsenal fan TV reaction for that yeah. goal. Uh-huh. And I, I subscribe to that channel and I watch it weekly. I love it. Yeah, you've like, posted some good stuff in, yeah. the, in our chat too with a, a lot of the different teams' channels. I like the I like the the African guy who sings before. Uh-huh. <laughs> before there are a couple of that work that work for yeah. Barstool now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they're they're pretty funny. Yeah, so that's why because of that guy having an aneurysm, uh, Matt Ryan to Arsenal on loan from Brighton uh, to be a backup, and then maybe bring him on as permanent after is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Ahmad Diallo, this this was something I got done in the summer to Manchester United from Atalanta. He's a winger, uh, so they're trying to see if he'll help there. Robert Snodgrass trying to save West Brom from relegation, wasn't getting much time at West Ham. Uh, and then <laughs> William Jose uh, from Real Sociedad to Wolves on loan. He's a striker. He used to play for Tottenham. And I saw the hashtag, welcome William, and I thought, the, I thought William had left Arsenal. I was so excited. And then I found out it was not for him leaving Arsenal. It was for this random lad. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. There's some side rumors. There talks about Erickson coming back to Spurs on loan or Leicester. Apparently Leicester can't afford his uh, his fees. And then I think you will be seeing an announcement for those that may be listening to this pod Tuesday morning. Uh, it, probably by then the announcement is out that Martin Odegaard is off to Arsenal. Uh, so you're replacing one. Owen Ozil to the other character, Owen Odegaard. I'm sure you guys have seen the meme. So of all these, uh, and if you've heard of any more that's, that have occurred, it's been kind of quiet. Which one do you think may have the best impact on their team? Uh, we'll start with uh, Nikhil this time. Um, I'm, I'm excited for uh, Odegaard for Arsenal. Um, just because he's, he's, that, he's exciting. He, he brings that spark in creative mode. Um, the rest of them are all whatever. I, I don't think I don't think the rest of them are really gonna do much. Um, maybe Snodgrass, because uh, he's he's a decent player with plenty of experience, and Westrom has been having issues scoring goals. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I I don't really expect William Jose to do much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, but he's is he gonna be better than the other William? <laughs> I mean. I, th- I think at this point, like I said, Klopp would be better than the other William. But. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to just jump in because I can piggyback off the uh, the Odegaard thing. He's he um he was so hyped when he went to Real Madrid and then kind of trailed off. But then with Real Sociedad, he had some some good seasons. The fans really liked him. He was actually set to go back there this January until Arteta called, and he's taking on this challenge. So I think to me, he's the most intriguing one. Um, that has a highest ceiling with the team he's going with. But again, you never know what you're getting there. I do agree. I like the Snodgrass pickup because he's played with a lot of teams that are getting relegated. So he's been through the relegation battle. And I think he'll, he's one of those that's for sure going to have an impact uh, on West Brom. So he's like my sure bet guy to have an impact, but my highest ceiling guy uh, would also would be Odegaard as well. Um, so uh, Steve, what are your thoughts? I actually, I'm interested to see, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about him than, you know, where he's coming from. But William Jose, I'm, I'm interested to see because, I mean, Wolves are basically the same team they've been without Raul, except for they can't fucking score for shit. And if, if, he, can, if he can find a, a bit of scoring rhythm, that could, that could save them. Because, I mean, right now, 
they're not actually in the relegation battle, but they are pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's that's coming from a team that you know last two years has been challenging for European championships and well, not championships, but European competition. So they need they need something to get them back up there and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good shout because you never know. You you could see good stuff from him, and and they need they need the striker because Fabio Silva hasn't quite done. I mean, he's young, and Catrone they brought him back, but he wasn't doing it before. So yeah, that's that's interesting to see how he'll do. Uh, Jeff, anyone who you've got your eyes on in this window? Not really. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> no no one to City, so he's not interested. <laughs> no, well, I think the Arsenal move is good uh, for the keeper. I yeah. felt bad for that guy. I remember the Arsenal fan TV guys after you let that in there. Like they, they just ruined this poor kid's career by yeah. putting him in there. Like, yeah. Why would you put him in there? Like he, he, what he's literally a kid. I, mm-hmm. I, I think he's like 20. Yeah. He's and that's for you, for goalie. That's very young, mm-hmm. like very, very young. And they ruined his career. Like, it, like it's going to take a bit for that guy to, come back and, and make a name for himself. Yeah, it's a big mental thing. And I think... Or for he could go to Chicago Fire. Yeah, they will take him. <laughs> I'm sure they'll help them. They, they, you know, they'll, they'll take anyone. Uh, but but I think, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there in that I think they did ruin him. It was a bad game to put him in. But uh, but I think by signing him, they did him a disservice. I don't think he's ready for, for this level. But yeah, well, I, I like that shout that Matt Ryan is good backup in case Burn Leno gets injured. So now they're not completely screwed if... If that happens, uh, so for the other the other stuff here, real quick on the comments, since we're running a bit, I'm just gonna go over them quick, and you guys let me know if you have comments, you can agree uh, or not. Um, so you know, we we went over the 538, I think, prognostication quite a bit. We've seen the percentages. So what we'll do is we'll have the intern post a link so you guys can see that page because that's a really interesting share from from uh, Steve, and he shared some stats again today. Uh, you guys brought up. Was it? Uh, it was. I think this was Steve as well, bringing up that Pulisic <laughs> looks like a short white Drake in that little photo shoot that he had lately. Uh, any any comments or thoughts from anyone on on Pulisic's latest uh, photo shoot? I always love whenever whenever an American soccer player has any sort of news. I love going to the Men in Blazers because Roger Bennett just thirst traps over the entire team it's like almost creepy if it wasn't so funny right but just just loving just loving himself some Pulisic in in a tight shirt yeah (laughs) yeah no that was a very interesting shoot uh Nikhil any thoughts there you're shaking your head there um I don't know I think I think I was watching a game when Pulisic uh, first came back from injury and he had his uh he'd grown his beard out and uh I don't remember who was commentating that game, but he got shit on really high. Yeah. And they all said he looked he looked like a kid who had stolen his dad's marker <laughs> and drawn all over the place. Yeah. And they weren't wrong. Um, yes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so Steve said that he looks like a, a short white Drake. Should uh, Jeff, should Americans be worried that Pulisic will switch over to Canada? He, he, it's a compliment that he gets compared to Drake. <laughs> peace, 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 peace be upon him. Like I, I don't rate Pulisic at all, actually. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, 
I don't. Yeah, I think he's uh, injury-prone injury flop, and he'll be on uh, Seattle Sounders in no time. What, what's your take on uh, Drake being a pedophile? Uh, <laughs> he's not. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Well, he has certainly got some interesting charges out there. That guy, I ran, I ran security for him for a day. Uh, so I got to hang out with him for uh, uh, quite a while, and I, I've, I've dealt with a lot of celebrities in my uh, in my career, and he was easily the nicest celebrity I've ever had to deal. He shook everyone's hand uh, in a record store, made sure he went to every cashier, said hello, thank you very much. This has been amazing. He's a wonderful human being. Until you can prove something, uh, started from the bottom. Now we're here. He, he probably oh, thought you were. He probably thought you were underage. That's why he was so nice. Right. To you. <laughs> you know, you know who else was a wonderful human being? Who else? Michael Jackson. Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! Did it go on? <laughs> oh my days! Look at this, and we're about to get to that. Not quite there yet. Uh, Jeff Jeff shared a great story about Mike Khan when he was at Inter Milan. Uh, it remembers a game against Siena. Jose Mourinho shares this story. Uh, I was told that Maikana always took a fifth warning to find himself suspended before Christmas in order to be able to go on vacation to Brazil. It's kind of like how Neymar takes the game before his uh, sister's <laughs> birthday off, you know, to go not nonsense about. Um, so anyway, he says, you know, I know he does this. So I went to see him and I told him that if he were to be warned that he would not go on vacation, he replied, and if I score, can I go? I told him, okay, if you put two, he proceeds to score a brace uh, and Andy got warned for taking his jersey off, but I gave him an extra week of vacation. So <laughs> I thought that was an awesome story. So that was a great yeah. show. And he was, he was fantastic. I, I, I am an Inter fan. I know mm-hmm. this is a Premier League uh, chat. Uh, oh, no, but uh, Go ahead, give us the way time. he would bomb. He's a defender. The way he would bomb up the field. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've never seen a player since do that. It's yeah. such a Brazilian move too. Yeah. <laughs> so if I score two right now, I can go on vacation yeah. for longer. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll pick up that warning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that was great. Yeah. No, that was awesome. Sorry. I wanted to share that on the pod. Cause I, I saw that and I was like, cheeky, <laughs> cheeky, cheeky. Uh, so we'll answer quickly to Brian's poll. Everyone in a one word answer here. Who's worse right now, Chelsea or Liverpool, Steve. Oof. Uh, because they scored two in the FA Cup, I'm going to say Chelsea still. They don't, okay. they don't have a manager. Okay. Nikhil? Chelsea, any day. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Chelsea, any day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking – it was 80% said Chelsea, the pull 20, Liverpool. I'm going to say Chelsea too, but I just wanted to say it before Jeff said it. Jeff, who's your, who's your pick? Take a guess. <laughs> it's obviously Liverpool. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's all. And, and you said the reasons earlier. I just wanted the one word answer. And I was waiting for the clip for Jeff to do that. He also mentioned McGoldrick has more goals than Liverpool this year in the Premier League, right? 1-0 yeah. in 2021 because uh, Liverpool has scored six in two FA Cup games. But yeah, uh, they'll have to score a couple here to take the lead on McGoldrick. It's, it's, it's funny. That's, it's, the, that's the stat. That's the stat way of saying like, see you next year when you go for go away for Christmas break. That is like the... <laughs> 
if the, the stat version of that, like, oh, yeah, he's got one goal and Liverpool haven't scored yet. <laughs> I got you. The most amazing thing. The most amazing thing is if 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 uh, Liverpool have a Premier League uh, goal of the month, they've done it for like since they've been in the since the internet has existed and they post it. If they don't score against Tottenham, there's no goal. Yes. Of the month, which I am going to adore the shit out of. <laughs> so we'll just have to wait and see what to see what happens there. I'm I'm looking for um you to post their goal of the month if, if there ends up not being one. Uh so the the kid that got kicked by Eden Hazard, if you guys remember like eight years ago, uh the ball boy Steve shared this one from from Men in Blazers. Um that year, first of all, Swansea reached the League Cup final and Chelsea failed to win their following two league games uh, after Hazard was sent off for kicking the ball boy. But now that ball boy, you guys remember when he got kicked, he owns a Lux vodka brand in England. True story. That's so, capitalism as it's at its finest right there. Proof that you could go on to do great things after getting kicked by Eden Hazard. Turn your turn your five minutes of fame into something that you can monetize. Incredible. It is. It's absolutely incredible. It's 15 minutes, Steve. <laughs> that kid didn't have 15 fucking minutes of fame. Uh, I liked him for 15 minutes. <laughs> you, would, you would like a little boy for 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm Drake. I'm Drake. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move on to the to the, to the We'll go to the Mount Rushmore. It's gonna be nice, nicely and uh, hotly contested. Um, the previous results are in from when uh, I was going against Brian. I'm seeing that I'm starting to win a lot more now. Um, I had 77 percent of the vote. Brian had 23 percent of the vote. Uh, Steve, you said had he actually yelled and called the police or, or put that on his list rather than make it an honorable mention, he would have had your pick, but he did not. Um, I think he could have really taken off doing that as well. Uh, so let me share the screen so we can figure out our draft order today. Um, we're going to cater to Jeff a bit and we're going to do uh, our favorite Canadians, our Mount Rushmore of Canadians. Um, and so I'm typing furiously right now our order. I'm going to share the screen now so you guys can see it's not rigged. So the first thing we're going to do when we do this is uh, find out what order we're drafting. And then once we're done drafting, we get to see who we face off with. All right. So here you go. Here is my um, I've just written it. We haven't randomized it yet. So this is me just typing based on how I saw you guys on my screen. So I'm going to randomize. And the first person gets to pick where they pick. And here it comes. Oh, it's me. Okay. Um, I'm going to choose to go first. So then, uh, Steve, what, where do you want to pick? Second. Second. Uh, Nikhil, how about you? Okay. So just as the order has it, uh, Jeff, that's unfortunate as the Canadian, you pick last, but you should. I'm fine. I'm fine. All right. So if you don't realize if you don't win this, (laughs) you're going to be ashamed to your entire country. Wait, what, what is I already what is am. Three, I already what is, am. What, is, what does Drake call it? The 302 or whatever the hell it is? You're never going to be let back in. The six. No, oh, the six. Oh, God. Yeah. He's never going to let you back into his little pedophile. The six. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on the first pick. For me, it's an easy one. Uh, I'm a big trivia guy. Loved watching his game show. R.I.P. Alex Trebek. You son of a bitch. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a treasure, a Canadian treasure. So, uh, you know, he had the mustache, the look. He uh, he was great. And, uh, yeah, 
RIP Alex Trebek, top lad. So that's my first pick. Uh, Steve, now that the best Canadians off the board, who you got? This is probably the easiest pick of all time. Uh-huh. The captain, Steve Eiserman. Oh, okay. I was going to say you went with the Red Wings guy, Eiserman. Yes, sir. Brought you a lot of joy. I can see that pick. Pretty solid. He's uh, bringing me back to joy as well right now. I don't think he'll be the only hockey guy taken. I'll say that right away. Uh, Nikhil, you're up next. Who do you have? Is it any Canadian that brings joy? You are right. Uh, he's not going to be the only hockey guy. And I feel like this is the most obvious choice. Uh, the greatest Canadian to ever play hockey. Um, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. False. <laughs> Except for when Eiserman stole the puck from him and scored just one of the <laughs> classic playoff goals of all time. I, you know, I got to say I'm that biased. Right. I'm biased, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky was actually right after Trebek on that list. That was a, that was a solid. Hold on, Steve. How old were you when that happened? Huh? How old were you when that happened? God, I don't know. Uh, uh, I was, was young. Dr- was Drake peering in your window? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> young enough that Drake peering in my window. Speaking of Drake in the window, Jeff, you're up and you have he's available for you to take if you want. You've got two picks. See, here's the thing. Guys, watch this show. Uh, sorry, listen to this podcast. And a lot of guys hate Drake because he's just successful and good looking and better than them. <laughs> so if I pick Drake, I'm going to lose. Well, you got to so, pick Drew, though. You he's pick. on my list. He's on my list. Okay. But uh, my number one, mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> I, knew I knew that was coming. <laughs> I so, was he finally, so he finally plays to the crowd. <laughs> to, to answer your question, I was 10. Oh. Okay. I was I was ten when it happened. So yeah, I, I uh, might have been I might have been branching out of Drake's age range <laughs> at that time, but Jeff, you can still take Drake. You got another pick after Pamela Anderson. Oh I, I, I'm up again? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um Okay. Uh Shania Twain. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> hot. I thought you so, were gonna say based off her music. Oh, it's terrible. Unlistenable. So but, her, her music don't impress you much is what you're saying. <laughs> she's, uh, I live in the province of Ontario uh-huh. and all, all the girls in Northern Ontario look the same Okay, um, because uh, there was a big influx of Italians during the turn of the century to the mining towns. Mm-hmm. So you have these, these girls, they all look the same. They all look like Shania Twain. They all got black <laughs> hair, nice faces, Everything it's just perfect and yeah, Shania Twain. So the Bang. Italian factor played into that too. Yeah. All right. Because of the, yeah. Twofold. Jeff with those I could see you playing the crowd here. Uh Nikhil, who do you have? Um a bit of a strange pick. I, I guess I could go with Drake, but but I think I I think I see where Jeff is going with the listeners of this uh <laughs> so I might I might go with a with a strange pick and choose uh the father of the telephone, Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, that was on my list. Pick. That was on my list. Yep, same here. Killed me. Yep. We wouldn't be where we are right now without him. So oh. there you go. That is a great pick. He's an adopted Canadian, right? Born in Scotland, but he, he did all his good work in Canada and, and yep. became maybe a citizen there too. So that, ah, uh, yep, that was that was 
fourth on my list. So right now, second and fourth are taken. Steve, please don't take the third guy on my list because I, I, if I get him, I'm pretty happy. Er, might have given it away. Steve, who do you um, I am going to go mostly because of how funny of an actor he is. Ryan Reynolds. Okay, okay. Uh, that was the one I was going to go with if you took my other guy. <laughs> so that's a good pick. Because to build on that, and Canada has spit out some really funny people, really good actors and comedians and actresses. And you had Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to go with another actor that I actually didn't know was Canadian until very recently, Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. Seth Rogen. So Seth Rogen is my second pick. Toronto and Chicago have uh, very similar comedy roots. They both have second cities, mm-hmm. uh, like John Candy, um, Kids in the Hall. Like uh-huh. Chicago and Toronto have a lot. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a lot of roots between the two cities in terms of comedy. That is true, yeah. and that is Jeff's, probably. Or sorry, what was that? I'm I'm, I'm going to go out of my way to guess Jeff's next pick. Is it is it Avril Lavigne? No, <laughs> I absolutely despise her, and she can go to hell. <laughs> so. We'll, we'll, we'll let him save his pick. And there's, yeah, like you said, there's so many funny people. And I'm, I'm looking at my list and it's all full of funny people. Uh, so I'll try to somewhat veer a little bit away from that. Uh, similar industry kind of. Um, but I'm going to go with a, a producer that spit out some good stuff. Um, big box office hits. Uh, Terminator, it, it comes to mind. He also did uh, Titanic as well. And he also did Avatar, I guess. But I got to go with James Cameron. Uh, Solid movie producer there. So I'm going to go James Cameron as my third pick. Uh, as we wrap around to... My st- mom my mom approves of your pick. There you go. <laughs> Is it because of the movies or does she like James Cameron? <laughs> oh, she likes Titanic. Okay. Oh, yeah. My, well, my grandfather, actually, my great, sorry, my great-grandfather actually built the Titanic. I remember, I was going to say, I remember yeah. you said that once. That's yeah. that's that's interesting. That's we, we, we have the hammer that he used on the Titanic. My really? brother has... My brother... They couldn't give it to me because I'm very irresponsible and I would lose it. <laughs> but uh, my brother has it in a nice cabinet oh, on nice. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. So you've got the, uh, you're within your reach, you've got the hammer for the Titanic. Steve, yeah. who do you have as your third pick? So I was down between two other comedians. Mm-hmm. And just because one is kind of like going a little nuts on lately. Oh man, he's more relevant right now. Shit, I'm still torn between these two. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Carrey. Okay. Oh, yeah. that was my next show. <laughs> yep, he was <laughs> on my list. Oh, you've stolen him from Nikhil. Yeah, I mean he 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 was great uh, a <coughs> long time ago, and he spanned a long career. Spanned a long career. Uh, great actor, uh, Nikhil. Now you got to come up with something new here. Uh, um, I'm gonna have to go with my backup comedian just because we're staying in um, in line. I'm gonna go with Mike Myers. Yep. That was that was who I was deciding between. <laughs> on my list too. Yep, they're right next to each other on my list. You a big Austin Powers guy? Yeah, he's he's just stupid funny, and mm-hmm. that's that's just what I like about him. Yeah. So I married an axe murderer is his is the one movie that nobody's not a lot of people have seen. But you should probably see it. Oh, it's spent. It, it, it's the movie that made him. Really? I've heard of it. I hadn't seen it. So that's the suggested watch then, right? Yeah. So I married an axe murderer. I've, I've written that down for myself. Yeah. Hopefully I don't accidentally tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. With that said, Jeff, you've got the, your final two picks. So 
pick careful, pick safe. You got two more people to pick here. Uh, William Shatner. Okay. Yep. He was on my list too. Star Trek. Uh huh. Funny guy. Everybody. Nobody dislikes him. Right. Uh, right. Uh, what's his name? Dislikes him. God, what was his name? Uh, who's the? Oh shit. Who's the Asian guy on that Star Trek? God damn it! Good question. George Takei. Yeah, I was gonna George say, I Takei. Face hate each other. <laughs> so he's the only one. <laughs> my my wife just G chatted me. She said George, she texted me George Takei. Right <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> he's so he's so whipped. <laughs> She's That's also amazing. fighting Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The input. Yeah. You, you yeah. got one more pick, so you might want to take. You could take some advice there on on who your next uh, shout will be. Jeff, you got one more pick. This is it. Who's your last shout? Uh, this is out of left field, uh, but it's going to be a Wendell Clark from the oh. Toronto Maple Leafs. I remember him. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a hero <laughs> from Toronto, and this this will probably be the pick that makes me lose this contest but he just google go on youtube number 17 wendell clark fights oh he used to bash people's brains in and he used but but at the same time he used to score goals get assists he he was just as a kid he was like he in toronto at that time during the 80s he was everything he was literally everything and I was going to say, I, I saw him when I first watched hockey. He was playing for the Leafs, and the Hawks yeah. used to play the Leafs all the time. He was on those teams that had uh, Ty Domi, Doug Gilmore. Yeah, you guys yeah. have those guys. And I remember Wendell Clark, 17, right? He's not, he yeah. Yeah. Practice, but he, he could score and, and fight. Yeah. He's a rough, rough player, pretty solid guy. Yeah. Uh, so I like that pick, actually. I know, I know yeah. him pretty well. Nikhil, you got one more pick. Um, This is a tough one. And, um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take one for the team and uh, choose choose Drake. They <laughs> had to go at some point, right? Yeah, he had to go at some point. I mean, I feel like it would take me down or get me to win. So I'm gonna. He had to go at some win. point. There you go. That's yeah, a- it, was either, it was either him or Trudeau, and I didn't want to be political, so <laughs> I had to go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So so there's that, Steve. Your last pick. Oh, this is. I've got a ton of people here, but I think that it's the easiest choice because this is a footy podcast, and now sometimes he dabbles in footy commentary. Steve Nash. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I didn't think of that. That's a solid pick. I should have thought of that. Steve Nash, yeah. And he's the head coach now of Brooklyn of the Brooklyn Nets, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Isn't he? <laughs> Look at yeah. that. He's he's <laughs> multitasking he was nailing it down i remember that he was on bleacher report for a little bit too uh oh i didn't think about him and i thought you were gonna say davies for a second i didn't think about him either but he's got a way to go uh my last pick is gonna be a homer pick i've got a lot of honorable mentions that probably would get more votes but i gotta go with a canadian that's brought me a lot of joy uh and steve did this with his first pick i'll do it with my last pick our captain jonathan taves so uh I got to pick him. Uh, hope he's doing all right. I've heard some things and we'll. we'll hey, is that some yoga retreat apparently? Yeah. We'll, we'll see what comes <laughs> out about him. Cause yeah, he's it's, it, there's some stuff that, that I'm hearing that might not be good, but, but we'll uh, hopefully he gets better. And, uh, but, but he, he, 
he brought a franchise and a team that was really struggling uh, and, and doing really bad. And I'm not saying he did it by himself. Obviously, he got help with Kane coming aboard and all that stuff, and and, and they won a few cups. And, and well, you guys, well, you guys weren't on TV for like the longest time. Yeah, I used to yeah. always yeah. You know, when I was a kid, <laughs> I was listening to games on the radio while I did my homework, and I'd go and recite because Pat Foley's our announcer here. He's actually a Michigan guy, um, and I would recite like the goal announcements of the nights before, like the, to, to my <laughs> school the next day, I was such a big fan, but, uh, but yeah, we weren't on TV for the longest time. So you had to use your imagination, you know, based on when you'd gone to the game and then just kind of see things. And yeah, he, you know, how he did and some guys that came along, got them on TV, got them back in the spotlight from where they were in the early nineties. Cause they kind of died a bit in the late nineties. So there's that. Yeah. I had the Homer pick. So um, now we before we do honorable mentions, we've got to see who plays against who. So I'm going to hit the again button. You all can see, okay. and whoever's one and two will play each other in three and four. So I'm going to hit again, see what it goes. All right, Jeff and Nikhil, you're in one semifinal, and I'm against Steve. And then uh, we see who advances to next week's final. So those polls will be up uh, tomorrow morning or tonight. You know, late tonight. You you guys know the drill. It comes out uh, late in the episode. So I will turn that share off. Okay. Uh, I'd say that was a success. Any honorable mentions or any people that we didn't mention that you guys have? Michael yeah, J. My Fox. Wife, my wife sent me another one that I'm actually really pissed I didn't think of. Uh-huh. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Just, not, only, not only a great, great actor in some of the best action films, but just a great you, – you, like, you see stories of him like on the internet and you're just – he's – just a great human being. Tommy Chong. Yeah. From Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Uh, and here's a, here's a lesser known one. This will surprise you. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Really? Oh, interesting. I thought he was yes. from Miami. Google. Google Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Canadian. And uh, <laughs> can, I, can I Google Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Iranian, and find a link to him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and who's that? Also, Texas? Oh, oh uh, we have we have a bad like a uh, Canadian, a very bad Canadian. Uh, who's that uh, senator from uh, Texas? Oh, oh what's Cruz. his name? Ted yeah, Cruz. Yeah, Ted Cruz. He's Canadian. <laughs> really? Of course he yes. is. <laughs> the Rock is American Canadian. Good shot there. Uh, I was going to throw in um, from Schitt's Creek and American Pie, Eugene Levy. Uh, mm, yeah. yeah, very very funny. <laughs> Actor, solid guy, and I also had a. As for comedians go, uh, I thought it was a pretty solid one, and doesn't get as much publicity. And he should I? I like Russell Peters. I think he's out of Toronto too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he uh, used to come to the record store I worked in. He's oh, from really? the ta- he's from the town that uh, that that I'm from. There you go. Yeah, I had those guys on my list too, yeah. and then one that I was never going to pick, but I have to give a shout out because I did throw James Cameron on my list. So I'm sure uh, Jeff, your mom would like Celine Dion as well. Yeah. So there was there was a she was pretty famous for a while. <laughs> I was I was very, very close. Being a big tennis fan in the Australian Open is almost coming up here. Canadian tennis is uh the hot thing right now. Yeah. Got a lot of they got we're, a lot we're of stars. taking over all the sports basketball. <laughs> well, I wouldn't uh, say taking over. <laughs> so- Soccer. Doing, you've got a few you've got like if for Canada, you're taking over. Okay, we get it. You, you've you got some people now that you can pay attention to. That seems like p- taking over. But Bianca Andreescu and uh, Felix Auger-Eliassime, 
great, great players. Yeah, <clears throat> there we go. Uh, so, you know, I was going to, we're going to do nonces next. I see, you know, where we're staying with time. If you guys are okay with it, I will, these same nonces, I'll shift them to the next episode. Is that okay with everyone? If we shift the nonces, cause I'm more interested in our predictions. I know Jeff had someone they know up here. Um, so I'll let you comment on that next time. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, so we'll get to the nonces. We have, we have four good candidates. We'll get to that next week just cause of the, uh, I figured in terms of timing, uh, Let's do predictions because there are a lot of them to get through. And I really want to get through the predictions and, and, and see what people's outlooks are. And, and so I, that's why I wanted to make sure we don't rush through that. Now we're going to go over two weeks worth because there are matches Tuesday through Thursday, really it's Tuesday and Wednesday. I believe the only one Thursday is Tottenham and Liverpool. And then we have the weekend matches, which stretch just Saturday and Sunday. So it'll be a new, new hot episode uh, coming out same Monday night to, you know, Tuesday next week. Um, uh, so let's let's go ahead and make our predictions. Uh, I will put the results out on at the Footy Corner Twos to make people go check out our Twitter to see how everyone is doing. Um, it was an interesting couple weeks. That's all I'll say. So you guys can we can all await the results on that. Um, the other reason I'm not announcing it is because I have the last three games to still put in. So to be honest, I didn't finish those. But let's go to our predictions. Uh, Newcastle and Leeds. These all start tomorrow. One Eastern. 12 Central, 10 Pacific. So uh, get those games on at, at work or wherever you're at. Newcastle leads. I've got – I'll start with myself, and then I'll go around uh, Steve, Jeff, and Nikhil. So uh, I got Newcastle 1, leads 3. I got Bamford. I got Newcastle 0, leads 1, Bamford. <coughs> Jeff? Uh, leads 3-2, to two, Bamford. All right. I say uh, Leeds three, Newcastle one, Bamford. All right, it's a Bamford uh, sweep, I believe. Right. So then we got Palace hosting West Ham. This one could be tricky, and it's one that I just I think anything can happen. I got Palace one, West Ham one. My boy Eberichi as a. I'm gonna go Palace one, West Ham two, Suchek. Uh West Ham two nothing, Antonio. All right. I'm gonna go same West Ham two nothing, Antonio. Oh, okay. Antonio's back and he's bagging him. Southampton Arsenal. Um, this one, of course, has to be on while I'm teaching a class tomorrow, but I, I think I'll see the second half. It's the first half will be on while I'm teaching. And I am optimistic because Southampton played their first team in the FA Cup. We did not. We played Willian uh, and, and among some other trash that was on the, the pitch, and they barely beat us then. I think Walker Peters is hurt. Uh, and Bertrand is out as well. So I got Southampton zero, Arsenal two, Lacazette. So I'm going to be optimistic. Go Southampton one, Arsenal two, Saka. Nice. I like it. <coughs> Jeff? Uh, Arsenal 2-2. Two, two. Uh, I was going to say Aubameyang, uh, but I'll do Saka. All right. There we go. Nikhil? I'll do Arsenal 2-1, uh, Lacazette. All right. I like, I like how the pod's thinking today. Uh, West Brom, Man City. I don't think this will be much of a game. I got West Brom zero, uh, Man City three. It's just who's going to score. Uh, I'm going to pick Raheem Sterling this week. I'm going City two, West Brom zero, Gundogan. Oh, I like that pick too. Uh, four nothing, Ster- Sterling. Sterling, uh-huh. Nikhil? Um, I'll go three nothing City with... Uh, um, Jesus 
Okay, so Gabby's going to come in and do the madness. Uh, Burnley and Villa. This one's this one's interesting. I, I don't fancy Burnley usually, but I feel like they're a bit <coughs> frustrating teams, and I think they'll do it to Villa too. Another team that attacks. So I think it'll be one one, and I got Ollie Watkins. I'm going one to one. Wood. Okay. Jeff. Uh, uh two nothing Grealish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go uh two nothing Grealish as well. Fuck Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I you know I felt the pain from them too, so I know how that is. Chelsea Wolves new manager bounce. Uh. I don't know if Wolves has their striker quite yet. So even though William Jose is in, if he plays anything like the other William, it's trouble. I got Chelsea one, Wolves nil, and Olivier Giroud, my former boy. On one one in the shocking goal scorer of uh, William Jose. There you go. <laughs> if if he does, I'm gonna make my uh, my picture. Uh, if he's if that's the exact result, I'll make my Twitter picture William Jose for the week. <laughs> Let me see what this guy even looks like. I have no clue. I'm just going balls well, out. What do Jeff, oh. what you got? <laughs> so which game was this? Uh, Wolves and Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea 3-1 to one, Warner and Warner with the hat trick. Oh, that would bode well for Brian's Malort shots. Uh, Nikhil, <laughs> who do you have? Uh, I got 1-1 one, one, uh, Potence. Okay, I like potent. So, how does he look, uh, Steve? Like a, it's hard. He looks like a, looks like an enforcer of sorts. Just a square face. <laughs> I'll have to look this up. So, do I have anything to worry about? I'll let you pick the picture. So, pick whichever picture of him you want. No, you have nothing to worry about. It's just right. weird. <laughs> okay, fair enough. He's right got some big him. ears and a square face. Oh, big ears though. That might be tough. That might be a tough look. Uh, Brain Fulham in a match that I don't know how many of us will watch, but it'll be there. I got 1-1, one, one, Mape. I'm going goose eggs, Mape. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, sorry, which game is this? Uh, we Fulham. got Brighton Fulham. Uh, Fulham 2-1. Fulham and Arreen over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, sorry, I, because I didn't know we were doing two two weeks, so I'm trying uh, to pick <laughs> the second week. Oh, I, I was trying to I was trying to do that uh, very underhanded, but that's yes. been but I've been caught. Oh, <laughs> no worries. You know what? You might even do better doing it on the off the cuff because it's like yeah. a short week, so we don't know who's going to play. Uh, yeah. Nikhil, who do you have in Brighton Fulham? Um, I want to say Fulham. Two nothing Brighton, and I want to say Reed. Uh, I mm-hmm. forget his first name. Uh, Bobby Reed, some some Reed. Yeah, yeah. I have him later scoring in the other game. So there you go. Uh, Man United, Sheffield United. I got, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to give Jeff time while I'm doing this. I got Man United two, Sheffield zero, and I'm gonna go Rashford. Me. Bruno. Yeah. No, Steve. Oh. 2-0 Bruno. Yeah. <coughs> uh, menu 3-1 Bruno. Mm-hmm. I think 3-0 Rashford. Menu. All right. Uh, and we got uh, next, even I've lost my place now, Everton and Leicester. Should be a wild game, I believe. I got 2-2 Richarlison. Yeah, 1-1 Richarlison. There you go. 2-1 uh, Everton, Sigurdsson. Okay. Um, I think 2-1 Everton, uh, Dominic Lewin. 
he's back, and I think he's scoring that fake cup, so that's a good shout. Big match here Thursday, Tottenham Liverpool. I'll have it on. I'm giving my class an exam that day, so I'll be watching. Uh, I got Tottenham because all these two o'clock games are at the exact same time I teach a class, but this is an exam, so I can just have it on and, and you know enjoy that. I got one one because I don't know what to go with. I don't know what to do with myself, and when that's the case, I just pick a draw. And I got Salah because you know he's the pen taker. Yeah, I up until a you know a half second ago I had it a draw. But I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling the light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm going two to one Liverpool Salah. All right. Jeff. Uh two nothing Spurs Kane. <laughs> Saw that coming. Nikhil. Um two two Salah. All right. So, yeah, because they come in hot and fast, and we're not going to have an episode between week 21 over the weekend. Everton, Newcastle. Everton, two Newcastle, little DCL. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I'm going Everton, zero, Newcastle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Everton, one, Newcastle, zero, DCL as well. All right. <clears throat> uh, Everton, three to one, uh, Sigurdsson. There you go. Oh, he's scoring twice this week. Yeah. Nikhil? Uh, Everton 2-0 uh, DCL Alright DCL uh, Palace hosting Wolves I think this is the chance for Wolves to get a dub I Got Palace 1 Wolves 2 Pedro Neto I got the same thing There you go <laughs> Jeff Are you, are you caught uh, up Jeff? Yeah uh, Palace 1-1 uh, uh, Sorry Yeah 1-1 uh, Who did I write down? Oh Neto There you go Neto is it going to be four for four on Neto, uh, Nikhil? Um, I'm going to go three nothing. Actually, no. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to go two nothing Wolves. Um, Potence. Okay, I like. I'm, I'm a big Potence guy. You know that. So West Brom Fulham relegation six pointer. I got West Brom one Fulham two. Cordova Reed is my goal scorer. I got one one Robinson. Okay. Uh, Fulham two nothing Reed. Mm-hmm. I have um, zero zero. All right, I don't blame you for that one. But you get to pick a player. You get to pick a scorer, though. If you do zero zero, yeah, you can. If you want that, uh, if you if you if you if you don't pick a scorer and it is zero zero, you get all four. But you build in a redundancy by picking a goal scorer. You could. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not, I'm not gonna pick one. Okay, <laughs> he's confident. <laughs> I'm not even gonna bother about it. Yeah. <laughs> City and Sheffield United. I got City three, Sheffield United nil, and I think good against scores in this game. City two, Sheffield zero, Gundawan again. I'm mm-hmm. just going to ride that horse until it stops. Right. It might stops as well get it. scores in one of the two, you get it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, City five, nothing Sterling. <laughs> I saw that coming. It's possible. Nikhil? Um, I think City four, nothing. Um, going to go with Gundogan. All right. Four, uh, Arsenal and Man United. This one kind of snuck up on all of us, I think. Um, they they played in November and Arsenal beat United that wasn't as I guess good so I wouldn't be shocked if everyone picked United but I won't I got Arsenal 2 United 1 I'm back on that Arsenal train again and I've got Saka scoring in this game got Arsenal 1 Man U 2 Bruno alright Jeff 1-1 one, one, Bruno uh-huh Nikhil I've got Arsenal 1 Man U 2 Rashford Oh, Rashford. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that should be a good game. Southampton, Villa. I think Southampton's too much. I got 2-1 Southampton. I got Danny Ings. 
Villa one, Southampton zero, Grealish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one, Grealish. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Southampton two, Villa one, um, Danny Ings. There we go. Same as my pick. I like that kill. Chelsea Burnley. So I talked about that new manager kick. And I think for some reason, I, I'm just rating Burnley to just draw everyone right now. So I've got Chelsea one, Burnley one, and Pulisic. On a 1-0 upset, <laughs> Chelsea, uh, Pulisic scoring. There you go. Uh, two to one, Chelsea, Werner. Mm-hmm. I think 2-0, Chelsea. Uh, I want to say Pulisic. Yeah. There you go. So uh, Jeff really thinks Werner's going to save uh, a Bryant. So that's the <laughs> shout there that I'm getting. And it's possible. He might, he might get hot with a new manager. Leicester leads. I think this could be exciting. I got, two, although I got two, nothing Leicester. I feel like they're stout on defense. I'm going to go with Harvey Barnes since Vardy is out. Uh, I'm going one, one Bamford. Uh, one, one Bamford. Mm-hmm. Copycat. I'm going, uh, two, two. Um, Bamford. That would be a fun one to watch. Draws two two. I will. I will take that as a as a watcher. West Ham hosting Liverpool. I got West Ham one. Liverpool two. I've got Sadio Mane. I, to me, every time they play on the road, I pick Sadio Mane. I don't know why. It works. Do a two zero Liverpool Mane. Mm-hmm. So one one Antonio. Okay, Nikhil. Two zero Liverpool uh, Salah. I was half waiting for Jeff to pick him to lose, but I can respect being nice. It's possible, yeah. <laughs> Brighton and Tottenham. I thought I think Brighton played Tottenham real well last time, but lost to them barely. And I think they'll do the same thing. They'll barely lose. I got Brighton one, Tottenham two, Son on a counter goal. Got Tottenham one, Brighton zero, Son. Mm-hmm. Uh, two to <laughs> one, Kane. All right, Nikhil. Uh, three nothing, Tottenham Kane. All right, so we got Kane and Son scoring all over the place. Uh, make your gambling corner picks on the uh, uh, on the Twitter site because I know I think really just Steve and myself do it out of this uh, this pack. Uh, but if you guys are interested, give it a, give it a go. Uh, anyone else at the Footy Corner Two uh, at the ga- hashtag Gambling Corner, or, or you could make it under where I make the table. Uh, that said, that will be it for tonight. Uh, thanks everyone for. For coming on, uh, it was another solid panel. Always wonderful to have the group in, and we have some good video that we can come out of here with. Uh, final parting words uh, from each of you before we we head out, uh, Nikhil. Um, great to be on the panel. Um, I think the season is still there's a long way to go. Excited for the next panel, and I hope uh, our fortunes turn before then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> And we get everyone back, the six-person panel. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, Steve. Hero is a pedophile. <laughs> That's all I get. <laughs> Steve, 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 I just want to congratulate you on your QAnon meeting here. <laughs> like it's 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 like perfect for a QAnon meeting. Like you're gonna you're gonna take America back and save the children, aren't you, by the way? Oh yeah. This is what we're here for. You Stop. guys are you, you, you Americans. You, you, you Americans are a bunch of fucking weirdos. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. I think like, like you though. like you know I have a TV, right? I see you all this shit you say about Canada. We, we I have a TV at home. I saw what happened. 
like two weeks ago. Hey, listen, I know there are some <laughs> Americans. But let's let's not pretend like those aren't equally weird up there north of the border. Oh, what's your no? What's your comeback? We have maple syrup and moose. Like that's no, your comeback. Have, your your you capital just, just got stormed by a bunch yeah. of white trash nonces that none of us have support. <laughs> The mayor of Toronto smoke crack. Yeah, no, that, that's a yeah. long story. There's a reason okay. why that happened. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he really wanted some crack. <laughs> no, because because every election there's like 17 people on the left and one guy on the right. So that's how you draw them in is smoke some crack. That'll that'll draw them to the center. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And and that's the perfect uh you know preview for everyone for the next panel where we continue the USA versus Canada. Again, <laughs> thanks guys for coming on. Always a pleasure talking soccer with you guys. Uh football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, footy. Let's turn it over to our boy Unai Emery. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh my favorite song. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. 